It has now been nearly a month since the, since the storming of the Capitol in Washington, D.C. And just the other night, Ocasio-Cortez told this story recount, recounting this, this very traumatic moment for her. And I mean that it, it was traumatic for her. She says so. Where a police officer knocked on her door. She says, pounded very loudly, said, where is she? And she was afraid for her life, thinking it was the rioters. Well, it was actually a cop who was there to save her and then ushered her and her staff out and told them to run and go to another building. It's created kind of a tabloid controversy that I think is a, a dumb distraction because right now we have the GameStop rebellion. We have Joe Biden signing an, or preparing an executive order to nationalize 9 million immigrants. So like we have a lot going on in this country. But for some reason, the headlines are dominated by Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and Michael Tracy. It really is the weirdest thing. And so here we are once again wrapped up in this. But you know what? We were sitting here talking about shouldn't we open with like China threatening Taiwan and Joe Biden's immigration policies. And I was like, you're right. You're right. But this is trending. Mm-hmm. We, we should address it in a critical way to call it out. And we're going to call it out. We're going to call out how, you know, now that Trump is gone, what we're seeing is many of these tabloid drama culture war outlets are desperate to get something. So they're going after Marjorie Taylor Greene. Now AOC comes out. Michael Tracy tweeted one thing, and now they're writing news stories in Newsweek about him. Dude, he's just a guy on Twitter. He's a journalist. What is this? It's ridiculous. And then we're going to talk about China, and we're going to talk about immigration, and then we're going to talk about life after death and, and just kind of chill out, you know, and have some, some more serious conversations. I don't, I don't really like talking about people. So we are going to be talking about AOC and the drama, but we're going to be talking about the ideas around it and why it's happening. So that being said, we are joined today by none other than Seamus of Freedom Tunes. It's great to be back, Tim. I've missed this. I've missed this. How, how long has it been? It's it been has a while. been since the election. Yeah. Yeah, because you were like here. pointing at a bunch of things we built. and You're like, what's happening? Yeah, I know. It's I was here. Different. I was like, what has happened to this house? You guys, yeah. have, you, don't, you don't even want to know what's going on behind the scenes here. It's actually terrifying. It's a lot. I yeah. wish yeah. I hadn't learned. <laughs> My <laughs> eyes have been open and I can't close them now. Yes. Horrifying. All right. You know, it's interesting what you said about AOC and you said you don't like talking about people. I also don't. I like making cartoons about them. And I feel that there's like a way to make it good natured and to poke fun at them exactly the way you want to. But I find when you're on the top, on the spot talking about these public figures, it's it's a little worrisome because you're like, I don't want to say the wrong thing and treat this person unjustly, even though I think they're wrong about basically everything. Hmm. I want to rag on people who are taking this like whole situation seriously. Mm -hmm. And it's not about AOC saying, you know, I was experiencing trauma. I can respect someone, you know, not. Like someone being scared and, 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 their, and their perspective. And when I heard her tell the story, I was like, how about that? Like, you know, all right. And then I moved on. The issue is the drama that they've developed around yeah. it. Latching onto Michael Tracy and Glenn Greenwald and trying to make this into a big story because they don't. Maybe it's because they know that they'll get more traffic doing a snapback article like woo than, they, than actually talking about important things. So yeah. we'll get into it. We'll get into it. Well, it, it, I'd be interested to see the coverage on uh, AOC story compared to the coverage on Ron Paul being attacked or Rand Paul being attacked. Oh, right. For mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, we got Luke Rakowski's chilling. Well, I actually talked about the story today in my own personal video, and I just mentioned it for five seconds saying it's absolutely nonsensical, stupid, and has no effect on your life. But here we are. Even <laughs> the Rolling Stones wrote an article titled, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez said something genuine. So, of course, men reacted poorly. That's on the Rolling Stones right now. <laughs> of course, exactly. going after Michael Tracy and other people. The world has gone mad. There's a lot more important things that we should be focusing on. But, you know, say la vie. 
Welcome back, beautiful and amazing human beings. This is Ogodowski of WeAreChange.org. If you want to get involved with what I'm doing, you could check me out and my efforts on WeAreChange.org forward slash donate. And I release videos almost daily on the YouTube channel, WeAreChange. Thanks for having me. Wow, I should have done a plug like that. That was way better. Yeah, than yeah. yeah. I was studied. Uh, hey, everybody. I'm Ian Cross, and I also am not a huge fan of talking about people, but I like talking about uh, sociology and cult worship and, you know, what we're looking at right now with, like, YouTube stars, like... OC's a, a celebrity using the YouTubes to get to get her message out there. But I really like talking about what we were talking about earlier. Like, like what's God? What is God exactly? That's what we're going to get to later yeah. on. Yeah. And, and, and what is God? Are you pro-death penalty, Luke? Um, No. Well, yeah, we're having that conversation also. No. You're just putting me on the spot. Yeah, I want to know. <laughs> what's your stance on abortion, Ian? Are you pro-abortion or anti-abortion? Oh, I'm a, answer, yes or no? Yeah, Give me an answer right now. I'm, I'm pro-choice. Uh-oh. Oh, That's going to be another debate. We're not afraid to talk. Oh, okay. we had that one goes for like 10 hours yeah. as soon as it happens. We had a debate about that that was like an hour. We took up like the last hour yeah. of the show. It was good, though. It was a good conversation. Okay. Uh, also, um, Sarpatch Lids. I am here in the corner, pushing all the buttons, trying to keep up with all this conversation. Thank you, Liz. Yes. That's the introduction. We're, let's <laughs> let's let's jump into the tabloid drama. But before we do, head over to oh, TimCast.com. Yeah. Become a member. We have this really great members-only uh, post from the other night, where uh, we we showed this video from Tony Robbins calling out COVID as hysteria, saying John Hopkins did the study. They said the the death rate hasn't changed. Like it's two point eight million. Interesting conversation. The best part is somehow we managed to segue into a story about Luke getting catfished. And it's just talking about nonsense, I guess. But I have it's fun. some very interesting stories. And if you, you can watch it if you go to TimCast.com and become a member. But uh, let me – I will stress. I've been, I've been going really, really hard on the hedge funds and Wall Street and the establishment elites. And this is the real issue, the real threat when the left and the right agree. One of the reasons I think that we're getting this AOC story is so, as prominent as it is is because it easily distracts from the Wall Street bets, you know, uh, GameStop mm. rebellion. So all of a sudden, everyone's writing stories. They tried to divert, saying, buy silver. It didn't work. Now they're like, hey, everybody, look at this. People are fighting again. Yeah. So you know, we're, we, we run the risk of getting banned when we actually cut through the noise and talk about real issues. And they've been banning a lot of people. So that's why we set TimCast.com and we're expanding. We're going to be doing a, um, we have a new format coming out soon. There's a new blog section, and we're going to be featuring content and videos and writing original stuff and putting up original stuff. It'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. You were going to, you were going to say something, James? Yeah. I posted a cartoon today about uh, the whole Wall Street fiasco. If you guys yes. want to check out Freedom Tunes, that's oh, new Freedom Tunes, and it's called uh, Game Stonks. And I think you'll Game all love Stonks. it very it's much. Awesome. Yeah. Also, uh, Ethereum hit an all time high today. What did it hit? Uh, 1490 or something. Ooh, wow. Nice. Wow. Where's the, where's the articles about that? My tiny bit of crypto. Yeah, seriously. Ethereum, yeah, yeah I, uh, Bill, when he was here, he said to buy some. So I was like, okay. And Ethereum's then I did. The way to go. Yeah, it's, it's, that's, like that's that. a huge gain. Wow, I should, have, I should look into that. Yeah. Anyway, let's talk news. Here's a story from Fox News. AOC questions if Capitol Police officer tried to put her in a vulnerable situation. Quote, he was looking at me with a tremendous amount of anger and hostility. They say, Rep AOC wondered, allowed Monday whether a Capitol Police officer who barged into her office to direct her to a safe location during the January 6th riot was actually trying to protect her or not, saying, like so many other communities in this country, just that presence doesn't give you a clear signal if you're safe or not. So, this, so the situation did not feel okay. AOC has for weeks said she thought she was going to die that day. She said the officer had anger and hostility in his eyes, and she questioned whether or not he had been trying to put her in a vulnerable situation. Still, she said she wasn't sure and was trying not to pass judgment. The New York Democrat detailed on Instagram live Monday night the series of events that led her to question the officer's motives. 
At the time, she realized rioters had breached the Capitol and she hid in her office fearing for her life. She says that uh, a little after 1 p.m., she heard banging on the door like someone was trying to break down the door. Fearing it was a rioter, she hid in her bathroom. She said she heard repeated yells of where is she through the door hinge. I see this white man in a black beanie. I have never been quieter in my life. All of a sudden, I hear my staffer G yell out, hey, it's okay, come out. When I come out, this man is a Capitol Police officer. He was looking at me with a tremendous amount of anger and hostility. Things weren't adding up, she continued. She said her staffer had also not known if the officer was there to help us or hurt us. That is how aggressive the situation was in that moment. We couldn't tell if this was a good situation or a bad situation. Well, I'll tell you, the first thing I'll say is AOC has no conflict experience. Hmm. What did she do? She went to Boston University or whatever? She did work at a bar, though. I mean, the bar yeah. fights do break out. I mean, uh, it's a little yeah, bit, I, little yeah, bit yeah, facetious, but, but yeah. You know, she's she, so I, I can respect that she was genuinely scared. 100%. But I, I am a little uh, uh, mildly perturbed yeah. at this story where you have a cop rushing to her because he knows her. she's famous, I'm mm-hmm. assuming. But look, this cop goes to her office, knocks on the door, probably loudly. I mean, there's a riot going on. And when he says, where is she? She assumes all these negative things about the cop who actually saved her yeah, and protected yeah. her and told her to go to a different building. Yeah, I don't know. So what is the exact complaint here from her? Just that he was too angry or he was harsh in his tone or did he say something to her? I don't understand. Yeah, he was harsh in his tone. And, huh. you know, uh, interestingly, I'm, I'm not going to put all the heat on AOC for this one. She was telling a story about how she felt and how she perceived it. Yeah, I get it. That's fine. The issue is how the media is latching onto it to turn it into a culture war issue. That's a very good point. And then Michael Tracy called it emotional manipulation. I even said earlier, I wouldn't call it manipulation. It's I'm, Actually, you know, Michael Tracy's right. But I don't think it's, you know, what she did when she told the story was more about promoting herself and getting more attention because she is a master at turning the story into a story about AOC. Now it's, it's a, nearly a month later and the Capitol riot story is all about AOC and Ted Cruz almost had her killed and now she's hiding in her bathroom and there are a lot of questions we got to bring up about this story but I don't know Luke, you, Luke, like, you're going to say something I mean it was an intense moment it would be interesting to know if this was before and after the police shot and killed someone but you know that officer probably thought he was risking his life and it was a very mm-hmm. intense moment so I think that's worth factoring in here too and as you said what's what's the story here there's none it's, yeah. it's a nothing burger nothing happened it's a personal story that again the mainstream media and Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez even though she's not really uh you know obsessing about it and pushing it like the mainstream media is she knows what she's doing on the same hand as well she knows the attention this is going to get this is going to garner she knows the talking points and uh essentially i mean we're talking about it right right yeah, so. exactly when well, it's the perfect story because it's going to get it's going to get both sides worked up you're going to have all the mm-hmm. boomer cons who just love uh picking over every single one of uh, aoc's sentences and and um freaking yep. out about it and granted like there's subject matter there but at some point this when is, you argue with a fool there are two and you just have to ignore some of this yeah this is so Can i'm gonna tell we? you <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I hear you on that too because the media keeps shoving it in our face i want to tell you exactly why i decided to talk about the story hmm. because it's precisely how much i don't care about it and it embodies perfectly <laughs> what i see almost like every day in news this was trending this story was trending this morning the Young Turks dedicated a live segment to this, like pathetic Michael Tracy. And I'm like, that's is th- that's what they are. That's what they do. That's what these these news outlets and even the Young Turks do. They they pile on to the drama. When I saw that, that AOC was, you know, this live stream, you know, what I thought, huh, hmm. that's it. Yeah. Huh. You know, what I thought a white guy in a black beanie. Hmm. I just Nothing. pictured you. I pictured you. Sp- <laughs> <laughs> it was oh, yeah. okay. It was too. 
It was me. I was the cop the whole time. That was her actual No, 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 but here's the point. beautiful. There are stories like this all the time. Where it's like, I see someone, you know, like someone from the squad tweet something, and I'm just like, I just see it, and I go, uh-huh. How is that impacting anything? She told this story. It was her feelings in, in, in the moment. She told it the way she felt it. It was good for her. It generated a lot of press. Congratulations. And then, when Michael Tracy criticizes her, and he's just some dude on Twitter. I'm not trying to be disrespectful. He's a journalist. He's got a mm-hmm. Twitter account. It turns into a major story where everyone's picking it up. It Listen. What we need to focus on, and we need a media to call out, say, Biden's 43 executive orders. Oh, my Instead, goodness. Instead, what we get is drama between Twitter accounts. Yeah. Yeah. Get used to that, though. I mean, that gets views. That's more interesting. Who cares about executive orders and who in the media is going to talk about them? Yep. You know what? I would like to point out, I think maybe Congress should have combat training now. Maybe it's, maybe it should be important if you're going to run for office and you get voted in that you need some sort of military training. You remember when when politicians used to duel each other? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, none of us remember it. We weren't there, but uh, historically, yeah, was, yes. Read about that in a history was, book or two. I was watching Back to the Future. It was on the other day, and I was, it was Back to the Future three, where you know Biff or whatever. They go, no, no, that was his name. Buford. That was his name. Mm-hmm. He's gonna you know shoot at noon or whatever. Mm-hmm. Old cliche. And I was like, yeah, it's kind of like we used to be like. The, these these high noon ten paces duels in the wild west, mm-hmm. like we used to do this all the time. Yeah, like politicians literally would just shoot each other. Dude, if you and, if you ran into someone with your horse, they'd just shoot you. Well, and then, would they? What? Do you remember I'm, about? You're playing too much then. Red Dawn Redemption. Um, that, yeah, that happened in Red Dead actually. <laughs> yeah. Do you guys remember about ten years ago? Uh, it was either senator or congressman who yelled who, who yelled you lie at Obama, mm-hmm. and they were like, this "Who is, was it? I don't remember yeah, who." Don't remember but the entire was. media was like, "This is unprecedented. This level of incivility." I was like, "They used to shoot each other. Yeah, like they used to shoot each other." But yeah, it's horrible. And obviously, it's it's a better place to be in where yelling is bad, um, and uh, you know you're that far removed from violence. But unfortunately, it does seem we uh, are returning there in a lot of ways. Well, it's, Tensions it's, have been escalating. It's kind of crazy when you look back hundreds years ago, uh, hundreds of years ago, how like they didn't really value their own lives all that much. Yeah, like I would want to duel someone because I I've grown quite fond of living. Yeah, have we talked? I feel like we've talked about this before. Like people mm-hmm. were just, or maybe I've had this conversation with someone else, and maybe it's the way the past was depicted or the machismo that people had but yeah folks were a lot more willing to take risks that would Just, result I'm in their die. life ending yeah now we're not i mean maybe maybe there's like i've got about three there. teeth left mm-hmm. so it's probably about time so, anyway so there, there's a few things that i wanted to uh you know highlight with the story one is should we have politicians who aren't going to be scared and hide in the bathroom while their staffers stand guard for them hmm. Hmm. you know what i mean so like, Let's it, say, like i don't blame her for being scared she didn't know what was going on and she's you know What's that? No. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't I don't blame her. She was scared. Um, I guess, is this sort of back to Ian's point about some kind of military training for, for Congress people? Or I don't know if we need uh, Congress people to have military training yeah. or something like that. Yeah. But there, there's, a, there's a funny issue in the story where she says her staffer told her it was safe to come out, implying that she was hiding in the bathroom and left her staffer out in the front oh, to confront the Oh, riot. I get that. I hear you on that point. Yes. Yeah. So, so the, the issue I'm bringing up is... Are these the people who are going to be voting our kids into war? Yeah, that's or, a very good you point. You know, who are going to be... No, they, yeah, exactly. They should be armed. They should learn how to handle weapons, have some sort of I combat right training, there. and be armed if they're going to be working at the Capitol. You know, I think that's a really good point. Not necessarily because we want... Uh, 
not necessarily because we expected the capital is going to be continually attacked, though, again, you know, uh, hope for the best, prepare for the worst. That said, if if you are going to be sending people to fight in wars and you are going to be regulating guns, like, you should probably have some knowledge of, of combat. I say, I say let's, let's go a step further. If you want to fight a war, you go fight it. If yeah. a politician yeah. wants it. to start yeah. one, bring I your mean, sons, bring yourself, go out there just like the kings did. Yeah. The kings back in the day... Obviously, you know, as you said, way back in the day, way back <laughs> way in the, back day, the day, if they wanted to fight a war, they would literally put their brothers, their sisters, their whole family on the front line. They were mm-hmm. the ones leading the charge. And I, why not bring that back? Hell, well, let's even bring back dueling if they want to do it themselves voluntarily. I mean, uh, t- to me, that's a that's a that's a you know solution that a voluntarist would really like. Mm-hmm. You'd need to like sign a contract, like we yeah. hereby duel. The problem with that is someone could be coerced into signing something where they could yeah, forge I don't, it, I don't like it, and then murder somebody. I definitely but, like the du- oh sorry. No, I was gonna yeah. say. There was a period where the kings stopped doing that. Mm-hmm. And then, I don't know if you guys ever seen the movie The Patriot. Man, I, I, I reference The Patriot yeah, so often. Yeah, all the time. Yeah. I remember where, that one. Where Cornwallis is like, you know, stop killing my officers. Could you imagine the chaos of, you know, no officers on the battlefield? Oh, <laughs> like, you can't you can't kill those guys. Yeah. Just kill the little, little poor people, you know? Yeah, it's kill really, them. really horrible. And I, I, I'm not, um, definitely not a fan of, of dueling, but I, I hear you guys very much on the fact, or on the, this idea that there should be more of a, a cost to the the people waging these wars or pushing the country into them that there isn't. I mean, it's a cost that your average person pays or is more liable to pay, and they just don't. To, to, should, me, to me, it's also kind of awkward to see the people who create one of the worst humanitarian crises in the world, specifically with Yemen, selling weapons to yes. Saudi Arabia and allowing that, telling us about uh, uncivility and how mm-hmm. rude people are and yeah. how violent protests are. I mean, the, the two don't really add up when you really look at it from that perspective. Yeah, I mean, you look at the fact that uh, Boeing had well, like a, a $580 billion contract servicing the F-12s that were being used to bomb Yemen by the Saudi Arabian huh. government. Well, no, 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 no. the U.S.-Saudi coalition yeah. that, that are working yeah. together in tandem, yeah. bombing the crap out of mainly the Houthi areas, which, yeah. of course, is creating the worst humanitarian uh, you know, crisis, according to the United yeah. Nations. So, so here's what I want to yeah. do. You know, we're talking about this, the Capitol riot again. I, I'm just kind of like, it's been a month. Why is this still coming up? And as so long as they want to milk it for all it's worth and then run these segments, I'll just be like... Can we get that dude whose bar burnt down in the Minneapolis riots mm, 100%. On, on the TV as well? Because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm all down to like AOC told her story. All right. I respect that. You know, I, I hear you. I hear you. It was probably traumatic. You've never experienced this before. I must be must be crazy. And sorry it happened to you. Um, how about we make room on the stage for the, the, the businessman who you set up a sports bar. Mm-hmm. It was his dream. He was a firefighter. Yeah. And then it got destroyed by these rioters. How come we didn't have this massive news cycle for this guy? And it was incumbent upon, you know, independent news channels and, and social media to promote this guy to get him the support he needed. Well, they're going to be talking about this for four years, minimum. Exactly. This is their 9-11. This is yeah. their Pearl Harbor. This is the event that they're going to be milking till, I, I don't even want to say when, but I remember even driving... Until the cows come home. Yeah, yes. <laughs> Perfect. I love it. Yeah. I, I remember uh, just even today driving and listening to NPR, and they had a CIA guy. Of course. Who was talking about the dangers of insurrection domestically and specifically going on about how we need to take down Trump. We need to charge him with as much as we can because he represents a strong guy. And there's an ideology that we need to fight domestically. And it was bomb. It it was just mind boggling sitting back driving and watching and and seeing a CIA guy who, who fought off insurgents in the Middle East Mm -hmm. now trying to implement some of those policies 
inside of the United States domestically. And when you look at Biden and the people he surrounded himself with, especially uh, with the laser-like focus that the intelligence agencies under him, according to John Brennan, are going to be focusing now on the libertarians and on the nativists, yep. we're headed towards a situation that's not going to be clearing up any time. And this is why they're going to be talking about this insurrection for at least at least four years. I'm surprised we're still not milking 9-11, uh, just like Rudy Giuliani did every opportunity. We basically are with the Patriot Act. Yeah, exactly. Act. With the Patriot Act, all this, the same laws are in effect, yeah. and all the, the same uh, overreactions are still in place. You know, we're still fighting in the Middle East. These wars have continued after Afghanistan, 20 years. And even yeah. today, we got news and information that, you know, Germany is pushing the United States to stay in longer. And most likely, the other information and other reports we're getting in today is that the withdrawal that was planned from Afghanistan is not going to happen. Oh, geez. So, oh, the, the truth yeah. Well, so, well, so, yeah, so what a shock that is, yeah. right? The established these, these listen. You know, you know why I love the GameStop story is that for once you have a clear path to uniting left and right on an issue they mm -hmm. agree on and yeah. against the establishment elites who propagate these wars. And then we see this drama pop up, which is the distraction, in my opinion, on purpose to get us off topic to focus on stupid drama that doesn't mean anything. Well, and it's funny because they go on and on about how. It was Trump who riled up these tensions, and I think it was even claimed that Ted Cruz was responsible. AOC insinuated that, or That's even what he said. stated he said, that he tried AOC to kill him. AOC said that, yeah. That, yeah, uh, that which Ted is Cruz so insane. Um, and, and their whole argument is, well, they propagated misinformation that allowed for tensions to become so high that people were willing to attack the Capitol. It's like, all right, well, what about all the lies the media told to get us into these conflicts in the Middle East? How many people have died as a result of that? And how many of them are on camera? Yeah. How many of do them you, are we talking do to? Do you see the New York Times call for a reality czar? A reality czar? Yes. Oh, that's what, what, but that's I'm already sorry. what they are, um, isn't it? But, but I'm sorry, they said a task force. So that'll be more like a Ministry of Truth. No, yeah, no, they're exactly. talking about a cross agency of experts coming together to tackle disinformation and quote domestic extremism. Yeah, look, this it's called a Ministry of Truth. Yeah, yeah the, the yeah, realities <laughs> are. I mean, I mean, but but this is th that's not even the bigger story here. The person who called for it, the New York Times, officially called for this with their article by Kevin Rose, saying that this is a good idea and that this is needed. That's horrible. Where have we come? Where we have the New York Times of all publications, the public that, by the way, told the American people that there was weapons of mass destruction in mm -hmm. Iraq. They were the first ones to sell that lie to the American people. And now they're telling us we need a ministry of truth. We need a reality czar. We need to have control of information that, 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 are, that they're going to be working with tech platforms on along with the government, making sure that information is, of course, held in the hands of the very few. It, here, it's, it's repugnant to here, see this. Here's my favorite part. So wait, we have the article from The New York Times. It says, appoint a reality czar. Several experts I spoke with recommend the Biden administration put together a cross-agency task force to tackle disinformation and domestic extremism, which would be led by something like a reality czar. It sounds a little dystopian, I'll grant, but let's hear them out. <laughs> sounds no, a little dystopian. No, 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 no. <laughs> we don't hear them out. Yeah. It's like a guy coming and being like, we would like to have a camp set up. Where you yeah. can take people who believe bad things huh. and are causing problems to place them for a, for a certain period of time and then maybe teach them things to change the disinformation. That way they're no longer a threat to society. And I know, I know it, it sounds, sounds bad, but sound bad, hear yeah. me out. No, I'm not going to nope. hear you out. We don't want a it's ministry yeah. of truth in this country. Yeah, I'm sorry. The news publication that lied to us and led to the deaths of hundreds of thousands of people meaninglessly that led to a migrant crisis mm -hmm. is not going to be lecturing me about how true 
truth needs to be controlled by central forces in the government. What they're talking about here is essentially the tech platforms working with experts from agencies all around uh, the United States government to fight conspiracy theories. They're the biggest pushers of conspiracy mm-hmm. yeah, 100%. theories. 100%. And, 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 and Look at it's Russia just Gate. a slap in the face. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's one out of we, we sp- uh, uh, thousands uh, of uh, other examples well, we can make. And with the New York Times, it goes so much further back. We were talking uh, about this on the show, I think the last time I was here. And how the uh, the Holodomor was covered up by the New York oh, Times. Yeah. Their oh, journalist, yeah. and he won the Pulitzer Prize for covering <laughs> it. <laughs> Amazing. Um, and, it, I, and so, yeah, the press has always been horrible. And, yeah, the idea that they would talk about conspiracy theories when they just spent the last three years claiming without any evidence that the president of the United States yeah. was a Russian asset. Who's They're bringing it back, baby. Putin. They're bringing it back. Are they Jimmy trying to make Kim- the same Jimmy argument? Jimmy Kimmel saying Wall Street bets. <laughs> Russian, probably some Russian bots. How th- This is the, like, don't they? They have to understand how ridiculous that is. They do. And they're laughing at us. Here's the thing. When you look at the the, the media channels, let me let me do this. Let me I'm gonna do I'm gonna do a segment throwback. Do it. I'm gonna show you this image. We're gonna drag the Young Turks. Yes. No, Tim, I don't want to do that. (laughs) This is Michael Tracy. He tweeted, LOL, if you are really (laughs) this obsessed with my tweets, seek help. And it is TYT Live, AOC's horrifying details of Capitol Riot offend pathetic Michael Tracy. Who cares mm-hmm. about Michael Tracy? And I mean no disrespect. I, I follow him. I think he's a, a good journalist. Yeah, but he's great. not he's not like a politician who's doing it. He's a guy on Twitter. He's a journalist. This is this is ridiculous. Yep. And so the the, the point is, you look at how the media reacts to, to 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 these stories. That's what's acceptable. That's the kind of news that they deem acceptable. It's crazy. When there's a slow news day, don't try and make news. Mm. Just focus on the Federal Reserve. Break it apart. <laughs> I love go. it. Well, there you Something go. tells me they're not going to do that anytime soon, but yeah. man, do I wish. I highly yeah. doubt that. Well, Tucker Carlson actually brought up the Federal Reserve and the larger economic impacts that they're having on society, which is really surprising seeing him say, hey, we should be focusing on the Fed, which was which is quite mind-boggling. When did he do this? Yesterday. Oh, good for him. Yeah. Uh, but again, uh, you know, other individuals in the mainline establishment media, their lies, they're harmful, mm-hmm. and they're, yeah. they're amplified, and they're promoted with rigged algorithms that are of course, have their insider buddies promoting them. So you see them first and you have no other option. Even if you search for news and even independent news, there was even a time where you typed in and searched for my news organization. You couldn't find it. You would get articles with the mainstream media bashing me. Mm -hmm. So so it's just absolutely ridiculous. But another layer here we need to understand that's critically important is that the big tech social media companies the technocrats are really the ones in charge that are pushing a lot of this nonsense that are controlling the conversation controlling the narratives and this is why issues like alexandria ocasio-cortez are being brought up and mm. then dunking and criticizing and attacking individuals like jimmy Dore, glenn greenwald michael tracy all of them is is, is in my opinion coordinated because we have seen attacks on both of, on, on three of these individuals in such a way that that really is perplexing because it absolutely makes no sense. There's no, no rational no, no. sense to attack them from a logical perspective. What did they go no, to no, no, Jimmy Dore You mean from an honest perspective? Yes. Logically, it makes tons of sense. Michael Tracy, Glenn Greenwald, Jimmy Dore are all rather left-wing individuals. I would. I don't necessarily think it's fair to say Michael Tracy is left-wing because I don't think he tweets about supporting left-wing policy. He's just heterodox. And Glenn Greenwald actually is fairly progressive, and Jimmy Dore is definitely on the left. Yeah. When they challenge the machine in the establishment, it's very difficult. Listen. When we saw Donald Trump as president, you had one side hate Donald Trump. And this is the point I was going to bring up with the Young Turks. Think about the people who watch the Young Turks and are sitting there going like, oh, Michael Tracy, like he's so dumb, like, wow, so stupid. These people are, with all due respect, not 
what's the right word I want to say without calling them uh, a disparaging term? Uh, uh -oh. Just there, there's there's different tiers. No, yeah. no, no. There's different tiers of individuals. There's those that would prefer to listen to some like hardcore, boring. Seven men from Tajikistan were Wonky. arrested today. And you know, it's like very straightforward news. Then you get people who will watch this more conversational, but a little higher level. And you get people who are like, I want to hear about AOC yelling at Michael Tracy. And so they watch that. <laughs> Kardashian. When, when you're trying to tell people about what's going on and when you're trying to convince people of policy, but you have half this country that just mindlessly follows along these ridiculous narratives, how do you convince them to make better moves that will help themselves? It's very, very difficult. So what happens is you get people who might begrudgingly vote for Trump. Why critical race theory is bad. For instance, James Lindsay is a good example. He's a left wing guy. He challenges the, the, the system. He says, I'm going to vote for Trump because, you know, Trump's better for these reasons. Joe Biden is the establishment who's going to do everything that the, the left hates and everything the right hates combines and bring all together. You end up with this very difficult scenario. But in, in, in the media, it's really easy to split the left and the right. Mm -hmm. You got people who supported Trump. Well, tell everybody Orange Man is bad. Most of these people who watch like the Young Turks and just want to hear the drama will believe it. What happens when you get Wall Street, when you get Wall Street bets? Oh, boy. When you get GameStop? Well, now all of, all of a sudden, these people who have been told over and over again by the likes of the Young Turk that Wall Street bad. <laughs> well, you can't just change their mind now and say Wall Street good. So, so what do they do? Well, they distract. They try and shift the focus away. They bring up AOC. They want a reality czar to make sure that you're not thinking about the wrong thing. There was one article in The Nation where they said that uh, Wall Street bets like Trumpism and QAnon, you see what they try and do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. When, when they can't exactly. give you a dividing line on Trump because half the country hates Trump. They try and shift the narrative and give you tabloid drama. Well, it's hilarious, though, because I think a lot of people on the left are willing to see this with this situation now. The media might have screwed themselves here, at least to some extent, because there are a number of people on the left. And you look at like Reddit. Reddit is often pretty left leaning politically. And so when they see themselves being associated with white supremacists or, or with Donald Trump, because they're upsetting people on Wall Street, they, they might start to think maybe these terms don't actually mean anything. Cause this is also something that the vast majority of people who have heard of are very much in favor of. Like most people who have seen the Wall Street bet story, they think it's hilarious. Mm. Uh, and so when you start telling them, well, actually the people who are disrupting the stock market and raising the, the price of the stock for GameStop and hurting this hedge fund are white supremacists, it sort of opens up their eyes and they think, oh, maybe, maybe conservatives are telling the truth when they say that word is just thrown around or that phrase is just thrown around. It doesn't mean anything well you start to notice that if they're calling the people who are having fun with wall street bets white supremacists they might just be calling anyone that and exactly that means that maybe you should rethink what you're you've been thinking about conservatives well, maybe that's not what they're saying maybe they're not telling you the truth 100% and they've overplayed their hand and this is what they did with the word racist they almost never say racist anymore they mm -hmm. always say white supremacist because after the 2016 election they realized that it was not effective anymore yeah. and so Trump won despite the fact that he was called racist all the time so they said let's switch to a heavier term let's be even more explicit let's call them white supremacists and so they started doing that and now they're calling uh, Redditors who are buying stock white supremacists so they've they, ruined that first, term for themselves too I don't know what the next one's going to be we <laughs> saw Financial Times say that some of these people were alt-right and then they had to retract that and be like, okay, that's, yeah, that's not true. Too much. <laughs> too much. Now, now they're just going for it. Now they're like, okay, look, we need to manipulate people. And the scary thing is, that's why I mentioned the Young Turks. That's why I mentioned the Michael Tracy story. There are people who will just literally believe whatever the media puts out. Mm -hmm. That's it. And they'll follow whatever story the media tells them to follow. And then you have the grifter lefties on YouTube who will be like, slay queen, woo. And it's yeah. like, weren't you just mad at Wall Street? 
like without without naming this particular individual, you have one guy who's like Antifa is good, you know, and they're they're destroying small businesses and whatever. But it's because they're fighting the machine. Then twenty five thousand troops get to deploy, get deployed to D.C. And they literally lock down the entire city in a military occupation. And the same guy who was cheering Antifa goes, this is a good thing. I'm in favor of the military lockdown. I'm like, dude, do you have any real opinions? Mm -hmm. You're just supporting whatever it is the right doesn't like. I think the problem I have with this conversation is that we're like, okay, this fire is burning and destroying things. And see, I'm scooping fuel into the fire right now. We're going to scoop some fuel into this fire by talking about it. No, you're wrong. That's mm. what we're doing no, right we're now. We're, we're, we're spraying water. But you're saying, look, having this conversation is scooping fuel in, just no. so you know, because we're becoming the media that's talking about it. You're wrong. We're spraying water on it right now. I, I wholeheartedly disagree. When we bring this crap up, and go talk about this junk, we're propelling it, but we're acknowledging that that is what we're doing. So, so we're when at least we showing people this, this, if you're, if you're, if you're falling for this and you're talking about it, you're fueling it. So when we literally do a segment saying, don't fall for the tricks of the media and the manipulation and focus on what matters, we're making it worse. Yes, we're saying? like, we're like, don't fall for this and we're doing it. What are we doing? We're fueling the fire. What fire? What are you talking about? The fire of Michael I'm, Tracy we're, we're and the media talking saying, crap. This is the media's manipulation, and we're focusing on the New York Times calling for a Biden reality czar to manipulate what you can know. If we don't talk about that and people don't know they're doing it, then they'll get away with it. We're not talking about AOC. That's why we're, we're like hey, criticizing look, the is, Young Turks for doing this. This is how this. the fire is fueled. That's what we're doing right now. And we're doing it and we're showing them this is how it's done. This is the a fire. The, the, the fire is when you get left wing channels like the Young Turks telling you not like creating content that shifts your focus away from high level issues like media manipulation and hedge fund manipulation and tells you to pay attention to some dude on Twitter. What we're doing is we're calling that out a step back and saying, don't let the media manipulate you. So you you need to pay attention to Wall Street you need to pay attention to the head funds and don't let them divide us. I'm not going to sit here and rag on AOC because she was scared. I respect her, her telling her story. I understand why she was scared. I think what I think what she does when she promotes the stuff is bad politically because she's essentially just using whether she knows it or not, these PR tactics to shift the narrative onto her to build up more, you know, press attention and things like that. And I fully recognize that we give her attention. When we talk about it. I'm not super worried about that. My issue is they want us fighting. They want us mad at AOC. They want us yelling at her. No, I would like her to actually tweet more about Wall Street and the hedge funds. I respected that. I, I, I praise that. Rashida Tlaib as well. I don't want them to divide us. And I think it's important that we sit here and say, look where the what, look, what, look what the New York Times is now saying. Biden should have a realities are a task force to stop disinformation. But we're calling them out for being the liars. It makes me think, have you ever read 1984? It's a it's a the Orwell book. The yeah, Ministry but there's, of Truth. there's a point. Yeah, the Ministry of Truth is like this realities are in the book. They have this hour of hate where every day they have right. everybody sits in front of the TV for an hour and just thinks about hate. And that's like what this stuff is there. You know, they're just trying to drive people. to I, hate. I, I, I think I it can disagree. be. I would disagree because I think that what. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is doing is very clever and very cynical. And something that no one has really touched on is the fact that she's talking about cops. She's rolling it into her own rhetoric. And she's talking about how the cop made her feel unsafe. That's a very clever way of bringing your ideas into the conversation and bringing emotion in with it as well. You were terrified. It was a cop. You didn't know if you were going to be like poor George Floyd or whoever has been most recently assaulted by a policeman. You keep bringing up constantly. So I, I think it's fair to disagree with 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 AOC. But when I like, like, like I mentioned earlier, like she does this Instagram thing and I'm kind of like, okay, like that, mm -hmm. that's fine. I understand her story. Okay. 
But what's happening now is Rolling Stone, Newsweek, Young Turks, etc. Are, are putting this into everyone's face. That's fire. We are telling you, don't get distracted by the drama. Don't let the manipulation and the low level, you know, conversations dominate your minds. So what we're doing now is we're discussing the idea of media manipulation, a ministry of truth realities are, because in my opinion, if they did have a realities are, first of all, that's psychotic. It's Horrible. insane. But it would essentially their goal would be to make sure we don't talk about these conversations. We don't. We we, we just had Luke calling out, you know, the, the human right, human rights abuses in Yemen. We're yeah, talking about great. voting for war and 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 these and these emotionally manipulative tactics. They don't want us talking about it. And I mean, by like the New York Times, the politicians, they want us distracted. They want to take a story AOC put out that has no bearing on my life or anyone else's and make it a major news story. So we stop talking about hedge funds and Wall Street and the short sellers, which we're talking about now. That's the point of this segment. That's the point of doing things like this. Have you heard that statement, uh, that that phrase by Marshall McLuhan? It says the medium is Is the the message. message. And in that sense, if we choose to spend two hours talking about the problems in the media, we've actually become the problem in the media. How does that make sense? Because we're stooping to that level. We're slinging, we're, we're acknowledging the mud, but in order to do that, we have to get in the mud. So it's good to talk about I, it and I, to point I, it out, I, I, but I, to revel in it is what do you mean revel in issue. It? Like if we spent, we've already spent 40 minutes talking about it. So we, we have two different issues. Hour. First, we addressed the tabloid drama nonsense and how it distracted. We shifted into the New York Times wanting to have a reality czar and what that means for the country. And so the way I see it is, Look, you've got a problem. If you want to put a fire out and save the people from the fire, you got to run into a burning building. So we could choose not to talk about any of this and let it fester and grow and get worse. Or we can use our platform to challenge it and say, this is this is BS and we have to call it out to address it as a problem. And then quite literally what we're doing is the solution. Letting people see and hear our ideas. And if they agree with us, then those ideas propagate. You've, you've changed my mind. Oh, there we go. Oh, nice. Like it's awesome. You know, uh, and I got to say, man, I've never seen you that fired up about anything on the podcast. I actually really appreciate it. Haven't you ever seen the great. arguments oh, we've yeah, had? It's good times. No, no I guess not we enough did. of them. <laughs> They're out there. He got fired up. Those, uh, yeah, I haven't mm. seen that for me. Media manipulation. It's a double edged sword. You haven't I, been bro, watching. I hear you. Yeah, fair enough. It's, it's, it, look, it's a double edged sword, right? So I, I've done numerous videos ragging on Democrats, mm-hmm. uh, recognizing that it's, it's, it's convenient for the establishment to have the partisan divide. Mm-hmm. But how do you, and this is why I love the GameStop story, mm-hmm. how are you supposed to point out that it typically is Democrats causing the problems? Don't get me, no, don't get me wrong. Republicans, to a great degree, causing problems Never. as well. <laughs> There's just slightly more Republicans than Democrats who are doing better, but they're all, they're, they're all just Horrible. so awful, right? So when you have Donald Trump and his critics are so insane that you're like, this is not legitimate criticism of a president, and you need to call it out. I get emails from people all the time saying, how do I convince my family members, that the media is lying to them. And I'm like, show them the truth. And they're like, yeah, but they don't believe it. They don't, they, they, they don't want to watch the news. They don't want, when I send them a link saying, here's the real video of Donald Trump, they say, I'm not watching that. Mm-hmm. And now it's really, really simple. Show them reddit.com and then Google search Reddit silver. And then what you see is on Google, all of these news stories, you know, dozens, hundreds saying Reddit says buy silver and then show them reddit.com. Do not buy silver. It's there. The veil has been shattered. Now we're getting this tabloid drama trying desperately to shift the narrative away to something unfalsifiable. This story about AOC and Michael Tracy is a really good example of an excellent manipulation tactic. There's no right or wrong answer. 
It is a tribal agreement or disagreement. Do you not like AOC? Do you like AOC? Therefore, there's no way to look at that story and call it fake news. Mm -hmm. They've been able to now attempt this media attack to trick boomers, for the most part, into buying silver when Reddit was saying, don't do it. When people started to see how they were lying and manipulating, they said, go for an emotionally driven headline that will dominate the press and manipulate people into reading news that can't be right or wrong. 100%. Yeah. And that's what's so insidious. It's it's the stories that aren't fake. Like you said, this is something that actually happened. AOC's actually talking about this. But there is something we're being distracted from. More, the easiest way, the most important takeaway from the whole thing is the, sto- the story isn't true or false. Mm-hmm. And that's what's important for them. Get everybody emotionally charged up, demanding their right, but being, but it's impossible because it's an opinion. Well, I can tell you one thing that's true or one thing that's false. Reddit did not say buy silver and the media did lie when they claimed Reddit did. That is the red pill. Like that is a red pill that you can literally just hand to somebody and there's, it's like, it's like dissolves in their skin. <laughs> they don't even got to put it in their mouth. You just show them these two things and they're going to be like, that's, that's insane. Mm-hmm. So immediately what happens is they run full speed and smack it out of your hand because they don't want you to show people what's actually going on. That's the point of these narratives. That's why the story was trending on Twitter. Not, and it's not necessarily because like I think anyone conspired to make it happen. What I think happens typically is you've got PR people who look for opportunities to shift the narrative. Mm-hmm. I don't think anybody had a meeting and they were like, AOC, can you do a video and do this? And then we're going to try and you know highlight some individual. Crit-. What happened was she told the story. A bunch of special interests who want to shift the narrative saw the opportunity and use their PR tactics to do so. You know, I got a little distracted by Jake Paul fighting Ben Askren. That's going to happen in the <laughs> Okay, uh, uh, off, off of the sidetrack there, uh, just to add up to your point here, we also have to understand the mainstream media has been incentivized ever since Donald Trump to understand that smash, smash is good. It, it, it creates more hits, it creates more views, it creates more uh, ad- advertisement revenue for them. And when you're busy Building a huge hammer that is just meant to destroy. What are you going to do when Donald Trump, your biggest nail, is gone? Well, exactly. you're going to go. You're going to go after all the other nails: Jimmy Dore, Glenn Greenwald, Michael Tracy, who are supposedly on your side, but they're not going along with the agenda. They're not going along with the special interest. They're not going along with, of course, the big money that, of course, want a specific agenda done. They're the ones that are standing in the way of it. And of course, the mainstream media, what are they going to do? Look at their coverage. I, I, I think it was The Hill that wrote an article today about how Michelle Obama got some garden vegetables from Jill Biden. Articles like that are not going to sell. They're not going to get <laughs> clicks. No one gives a damn about their propaganda puff piece about glorifying the first ladies of this country. What's going to get clicks is drama, is fighting, smash, 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 and that's exactly what they're doing, and now they're going after anyone that stands in their way, and it's not just going to be Jimmy Dore, Glenn Greenwald, Michael Tracy, it's going to be anyone, anyone who even dares to peep in the wrong direction against the establishment's train and their agenda that they want to shove down your throat. I think the Young Turks is one of the greatest thing, one of the greatest assets for the establishment. Because they come off as anti-establishment, but boy, do they love and help the establishment. Yeah. Like when Jimmy Dore was saying, force the vote on Medicare for all, use the leverage the progressives have against the establishment, you know, corporate Democrats. The Young Turks went after him, insulted him, derided him and said it's not the time and defended the establishment while pretending they weren't really defending the establishment, saying, oh, no, Jimmy Dore is going to help the Republicans win. See, Jimmy isn't going with the establishment narrative. The Young Turks are. So 
surprise, surprise, they do a drama story. They they did they ran some segment about me being ugly. I guess I'm like really impressed with your news coverage. That's good here, journalism, guys. right there. Yeah. Is, is it? Does it? Listen, does it matter? I'll tell you what matters. Media manipulation is tricking you into losing focus, and they're taking away from you. They're taking away your ability to understand the world. When the when when you see these low brow conversations about nonsense, you are being hurt. Mm-hmm. When you hear things like this, and hopefully they're, I'm assuming most of the people listening already know a lot of this. They understand. That's why they're watching this show in the first place. But there are a lot of people who probably don't. I am, I am, you know, look, I've brought up the GameStop silver thing so many times because you cannot, you cannot disprove. It is the perfect red pill, period. You could say, oh, they lied about Donald Trump here. And people would be like, oh, you're crazy. You just love Trump. They hate Trump so much they won't listen. Yeah, you could show them the point. video ABC did where they manipulated. They zoomed in so you didn't see Shinzo Abe dump the food in. And then they show Trump doing it and claim, look, at, look at Trump. He's a moron. So you can try and show them the full video of the Charlottesville comments Trump made. The very fine people hoax. Mm-hmm. But they don't want to believe it. Mm-hmm. They hate Trump. Well, who likes Wall Street? Exactly. Nobody. <laughs> Boom. Exactly. Drop the red pill. Yep. Give it to people and show them what the media has been doing to them. So, so Tim, when you talk about unfalsifiable, do you think this has to do with the the media's shift toward turning opinion into news? Because I feel like every time you read a news article, it's, it's not all actually opinion. news. It's, it's all, all opinion. opinion. All the time. All unfalsifiable. They, and they call it analysis now. Yeah. You know? uh-huh. to, to be fair, what I do is much the same. You know what I mean? It's 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 my opinion and my take on things. Yeah, I guess do the, your homework. But I guess it's true. I try and fact check everything. But the ma- I guess the main difference is my opinions aren't particularly strong. And I avoid framing devices for the most part. So uh, actually, that's probably not fair to say. I, pro- I probably frame, frame things the way I do, you know, in a similar way. But I'm just not on anyone's side for the most part. Well, we all have a bias and it's about, you know, being acknowledging that bias. Like I obviously have some experiences that makes me distrust the state and the government, especially Mm -hmm. after looking at a lot of history and having some personal experiences. But it's about admitting it and being honest with it, having a conversation that's actually genuine, not scripted, trying to push an agenda over the truth. So I think that's the biggest difference that we see from, you know, let's just say us compared to, of course, Jimmy Kimball, who's given a line about Russia being involved somehow in this Reddit scandal and just blanketly, soullessly reading it to the American viewer like it's truth when we know it's just scripted. There's a lot of big money behind it. And there's also a huge agenda behind it that doesn't serve the American people. It does the exact opposite of that. It screws them over. Let's talk about Joe Biden. Let's 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 not let's now. Got hairy legs. <laughs> yes, he does. Yes, yes, you do, Joe. And and they and they. What does he say? His hair shines. It and... shines when you rub rub your hand down it. I am gonna have so much fun over the next four years. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm actually I'm really sad. I, the reason I and I, I discussed this right after um, the election, but I'm horribly sad because millions more unborn children will likely die, um, and than would have otherwise, and uh, thousands more people in the Middle East. This is gonna be a horrible, horrible presidency. So I'm not happy about it, but um, he's 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 certainly an interesting target to go after. And I think he sort of exposes a lot of the problems with the system when you look at the fact that the dominant media culture was worshiping this man. That's also sort of a yep. red pill moment because a lot of progressives don't like him. They feel Bernie Sanders was robbed. And uh, they well, don't like was. Kamala Harris. Yeah, for sure. And when you look at Kamala Harris, too, they don't like her either. And so it's getting to the point where the people they prop up and make into idols are so universally disliked huh. that that in and of itself is red pilling the public. Yeah, I've got like a 
a sense of like relief right now that Trump's not in office because of the drama and and distractions that he would cause with news articles. Yeah. And now it's like it's I mean, gone. There's nothing else to look at. So we're looking at GameStop. We're looking at the economy. And but they're trying to sort of shift it back. I know. See? I they want that. the drama back. But that's but a silver lining. Still, it's like a, it's like ten percent of what it was three weeks ago. Like I haven't had to look at Trump's face in like three. I see his face every couple of days. Someone will message me a picture of Trump. And I'm like, dude, that guy is not relevant right now. That he really never was. He was he was the president, but he's not who. Well, he, should be. he was pretty relevant. Yeah, that's I'd relevant. Probably very relevant. It's clear football. The system is the relevancy, and the people that are are in these positions are coming and going. It's that economy, that messed up economy. Here, here, so here, here, look, look, look. I would say, you know, with Trump's tweets, it really made sure the spotlight was always on Trump. And it yes. was bad for him in a lot of ways. <laughs> like, s sometimes it was like, there were a few things if he just didn't tweet, he would have, you know... If he, have, if he was banned sooner, he might have gotten reelected. Yeah, no joke, no joke. Because yeah. um, he, he kind of hurt himself in some of these major stories with the things he was tweeting about, you know, and just generating more news. If Trump didn't say anything and went radio silent for a month, the media would would have starved to death. Yeah, exactly. Well, like, they, like a parasite, just like, you know, no longer like a house, leech yeah. falling off and then just like <laughs> withering away. I was, I was kept reading, them fed, man. Um, CNN's ratings dropped 44% the week that Trump left office. Yeah. They were just the Trump network. Yep. That well, was it. That's all they talked about. And they weren't doing well before he came along either. It's not as if they've been doing great and then Trump left office and now they're down. It's like they were doing horribly, then Trump was elected, and then they were doing pretty well, and now he's gone and they've got nothing. Look at this story. This is from Variety. Is that what you were citing? Yes. CNN primetime ratings fall back to earth in first post-Trump week. <laughs> back to it's, earth, It's huh? over. <laughs> you know, look, I obviously, I, I voted for Donald Trump and uh, would have preferred him greatly to Joe Biden. But there is a bit of me that's relieved that without Trump, listen, a, a good analogy is that Trump was a very large man that provided the life force for the energy vampires that were the mainstream media, just sucking all of that energy. It was, an, it was It's near infinite. Donald Trump's dragon energy sustained the media for years. They were collapsing before Trump. Yes. The CEO of Vice said there was going to be a bloodbath in digital media, and it, it, it didn't happen. The layoffs reversed. Because Donald Trump came along and he just exuded media energy. Yeah. And they, they all started like little gremlins crawling towards it and then absorbing <laughs> the energy. And now Trump is gone and they're all like hissing and chasing after people. It's kind of like when the people, you know, the COVID lockdown in New York and the rats came out of the ground and started chasing yep. people because they're desperate and hungry. Mm -hmm. And they're fighting squirrels and stuff. It's happening now. The, the president of CNN is apparently like looking at other jobs. Jim Acosta is got he's he, he was transferred out of the White House and they're putting in that other woman. It's over. It's done. His behavior on Twitter created an entire genre of jobs. The Trump reply guy. People. Yes. Exactly. You know? What are they True. doing now? What are the Trump reply guys going to do? Donald sad. Trump gave us a gift. You know what he did? What? It's kind of like the media are these energy vampires mm -hmm. that look for insane drama to manipulate. And they're like lurking in the shadows, jumping out and writing fake news. And they were smearing people like Jordan Peterson, that famous interview. So what you're saying is, and it uh -huh. went viral because people were like, this is nuts. But the vampires were leeching off of people. Donald Trump stepped in and then like Goku going Super Saiyan went, ah, and then energy burst off of his body and drew, drew all of the oh, attention to yeah. himself. Now... These people have forgotten how to sustain themselves. The media outlets built, as you mentioned, a genre. Or, or, There's a reply guy, but the media also created a genre reporting on Trump. Because of that, a lot of people shifted their normal beat. 
A lot of news organizations fired certain journalists that covered real news and hired people just to cover Trump. Then when Trump ascended and vanished from sight, (laughs) all of these people are left just desperate and hungry and they don't know how to feed anymore. Now we're going to see a glorious collapse, and starting with CNN, yeah. whose ratings have fallen back to earth, they say. Back to earth. Well, Tim, that's your understanding of it. For me, uh, it was Trump just taking dumps and these rats eating it. <laughs> and, and, and now Lies. Trump's not taking any more dumps. I, mean, I think Ian would agree with that one. And now, and now the rats are, gonna, uh, are going hungry, and they're going to start eating their own very soon. Okay, okay, okay. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. It I... was Donald Trump taking a dump, and then the flies landing on yes. him. Yes. 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 Okay, that's, yeah. that's more fair of uh, <laughs> Have we consulted comparison? with the truth? Truth czar on this? Oh, the no, but we should. Yeah. Yeah. I have a Ouija board downstairs. Oh my gosh! No, 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 no! Please, no! no. It's so wrapped. Look at this. They say uh, while January twenty twenty one will go down in the ratings record books for CNN, the last week of the month may offer a portent of what the post Trump era will be like for the network. In the first week of the Biden administration, the AT and T owned news channel saw audiences that had been flooding into primetime recently drop precipitously. From January 25th, 29th, compared with the highs of the previous weeks. Meanwhile, rival Fox News Channel saw its own ratings only dip slightly after weeks of registering its own sharp declines. I wonder how MSNBC did. Another network, they mentioned MSNBC, has also seen significant declines, but nowhere near as steep as what has hit CNN. Variety intelligence platform analysis of the viewership data across two key metrics, the target news demographic for people ages 25 to 54, and the total audience watching shows that CNN ended the final week of January with ratings dropping roughly 44% for total audience versus the prior week. Oh, man. Look at that. That is, that is, that is massive. Fox News dropped only 4.4% and at 9 p.m., 5.98%. Now, Fox News, uh, at 8 p.m., actually, it looks like they increased. Oh. They're, they're the only ones who actually went up. That's Tucker. 8 p.m. There you go. That's Tucker. Yep. Yep. So we can see MSNBC is in massive decline. CNN is in massive decline. Because their ratings were artificial. Mm-hmm. It was a new genre, the Trump story, 24-7. They turned The Apprentice into politics. <laughs> exactly. Or, That's a good point. Yeah. Now that he's gone, all They're these- They're fired. All these, like, look. Yeah, exactly. You, you guys ever see the movie Daybreakers? I've quoted, the, I've mentioned this yeah, before too. It's, it's where, uh, uh, you know, everybody's basically turned into a vampire and there's very few humans left. So the vampires have nothing to feed on. Oh, yeah. And they all start fighting each other and turning into these horrible monsters. And like, there's a scene where there's, a, there's like a vampire and he's at a coffee stand and they put blood in the coffee because, you know, they're vampires. And then she puts in a little bit and he goes, give me more blood. And then she's like, I can't. And he's like, give me more. And he attacks her. That's what's happening with the media. That's what's going to happen next. If you, th- I, I've talked about it before. If you thought the fake news was bad back then, wait until they're starved and, and hungry. It's like, you, you you know you get you got a vampire right he feeds when he when he feels like it but now he hasn't fed in weeks he's gonna jump out of the shadows and latch onto anything and anyone or a better analogy I guess is the rats in New York City yeah. once the tourists are gone the rats started coming out in packs and hunting squirrels and other random animals there's apparently like a video where like a pigeon and a rat were fighting because Jeez. they're starving to death that's what's gonna happen to the news media. So they're going to write crazy things. Like, just you wait, and they start writing this crazy, crazy stuff. They're going to get more and more insane. They're still writing about Donald Trump. Yeah, I know. They're still writing about Trump. Yeah, like we were just talking about it. They blame Wall Street bets on Trumpism. Mm -hmm. Trumpism. And that's going to be lying. It is Trumpism. That's what they're going to keep referring to now that he's gone. They sure missed that Trump crap. I mean, (laughs) they got addicted. (laughs) They got addicted. Yeah, I I remember even before Donald Trump became president, there was a lot of discussion about the mainstream media dying, but also there was a lot of conversation about it not. 
not just dying and going away, but it going more into the hands of Wall Street firms, which a lot of them are invested into the mainstream media, and also other billionaires. So today we got the news that the Amazon CEO, Jeff Bezos, is stepping down, and he's not really you know quitting or retiring. He's just going to be refocusing on things like his satellite company, things like his contracts with the U.S. government. But most importantly, what I found surprising is he's going to be focusing on the Washington Post, which essentially has been acting like his mouthpiece, the mouthpiece of the billionaire class, especially with all the crazy articles that we've been seeing from them. I mean, they called people who believe in guns white supremacists. They called the the Wall Street bets people. What did they they say? That the hedge funds guys are the good guys. Every single talking point is like some kind of pompous elite douche hard uh family friends can i say uh i don't know definitely <laughs> douche flu, douche flu that, that's having his pinky and, and lecturing you about how better and more important they are than you so when we look at the washington post i think the mainstream media model is going to go more towards them more bastardized more controlled by special interests it already is on such a Dude, massive level it's only going to get worse the, from the, here the washington post yeah. is the outlet that ran the article saying the hedge funds are the good guys yes, yes. Yes, oh the God. little guy. So, so what's really interesting is with the, with the story of Wall Street bets is that I was reading and fact check me on this one, but I was, I was reading posts where they said because of the short sellers, GameStop struggled to have a quorum in their investors meeting because the people who were investing weren't showing up. There was there were uh, there were no people because they weren't legitimate investors. And that was bankrupting the company. It was causing very serious problems. They need to have these shareholders meetings to talk about how the company pulls through and they survive. So they're effectively betting to destroy these companies and literally strangling them out that's when we see the washington post hedge funds are the good guys yeah not those that are challenging that machine and that's bezos and you're saying that's what he's he's now going to go focus on well there was already a trend before yeah yeah that's one of the things as he's stepping down from amazon he's going to be refocusing his efforts on one of them is going to be the washington post but even before donald trump there was a lot of conversations about wall street getting involved in mainstream media and killing any form of investigative journalism because it wasn't as profitable as, of course, it was the the sensational celebritard nonsense that they push on us. And that's Let essentially me, what they've become. My friends, I am going to give you a very clippable moment. Okay. So uh, I don't I, I think YouTube can do it. But uh, here's the clip. Luke, you mentioned that Wall Street was destroying investigative journalism. Sir, you are correct. And I'll break it down for you. it's very simple. If you go to an investor and say, I would like to start a media outlet that does investigative journalism. The investor says, okay, how much money do you need? And they say, for the first year, we're looking at $500,000 to hire a small team of journalists and producers to research these stories and produce the content. Wonderful. Excellent. What can I expect on my return? Well, we don't know for sure because we have to do the investigation. Mm -hmm. The investor then says, so you mean to tell me I can give you the money and I might get zero dollars back. I might just lose 100% yeah. of my investment because you don't even know what's going to happen with, with, with your investigations. That's correct, sir. Why would I invest in that? Meanwhile, another dude walks up and goes, yo, I'm going to write about Ocasio-Cortez yep. and Michael Tracy. It's going to cost me 50 bucks to hire some 23-year-old. Give me five grand. I'll turn it into, into 50 grand overnight. Or goes, an intern Done. for free. Yeah. Well, you can't do that anymore. So uh, they can't do core functions. This is, I, I literally experienced this at these news outlets, these digital platforms. I was there and it was very, very simple. I would like to do an investigation. I need a hundred grand to do it. No way are we going to do that because I can get some 23 year old at minimum wage to write about Ocasio-Cortez and Michael Tracy. And that's going to get me a million views mm-hmm. and make me some real money. 
So why would I invest in investigative journalism? And that's the most important journalism we need. People seeking out the corruption, exposing the corruption. And it's dangerous. You could get killed. You could have your life destroyed. You could be framed for crimes. They will do everything to destroy you if you truly were seeking to expose them. Look how hard they go after Project Veritas. Yeah. Well, there's also a lot of liability. I mean, me and you did investigative journalism. A lot of times we put our lives on the line to do so. A lot of times there's, you know, insurance companies involved in this. And there's a lot of risk that you're going to be have, uh, you're going to have to be responsible for as a company. So that's another reason why we are seeing the decline of any form of investigations and this new form of reactionary kind of bull crap that is being incentivized. And again, it, it could be because of, you know, the risk. It could be what you mentioned. But also another factor here, as I've been talking about, is the algorithm algorithms that promote the the sensationalist garbage that, of course, give them money, give them clicks, give them ad revenue as well. Yeah. So what do you guys think the solution is? Um, Giant meteor. Just just (laughs) ripping through the earth. I got to be be honest. The problems would all be gone. I'm kidding. We inspire people to subsidize investigative journalism. Well, yeah, of course. But the question, like, how do we do that? How do we get people interested in paying for that? Tim's doing it. Well, first, what Subverse is. I'll say that the problem is when politics was hyper-partisan mm-hmm. because some people just hated Trump so much they wanted an outlet to watch and just revel in their hatred. And then you had people who loved Trump and hated the other side. The culture war was in full swing. Now we're going to see how the evolution takes place with Biden, the establishment in, in control. It might open up the door for more reasonable investigative reporting. But the, the outlets that did investigative reporting were almost entirely progressive. And so the, the, the stories they would investigate were almost exclusively framed anti-Trump, negative towards the right. And it wasn't, in my opinion, getting to the core of our problems. It would be like Donald Trump's got a golden toilet and we secretly got recording of him making his maid clean it or something. And it's like, I get it. You don't like Trump. They did a ton of stories where there were good investigations, but kind of just over the top and just not the most important thing in the world, like war, for instance. But yeah, there, exactly. there, 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 were, there, there were stories that, you know, journalists who, who, who do and have done great jobs covering war and foreign policy. The problem was people didn't want it. Even the investigative outlets that existed that were nonprofit didn't want it. So the issue now is if we have nonprofit investigative outlets, they're mission driven. They're nonprofits. So what's their mission? You can look at Project Veritas and, you know, they're, I, I think it's fair to say they're conservative. I don't know. Would you get, that's the easiest way to explain. Uh, no. You I mean, I so? just, they're just really radical. So, well, so I'll, I'll put it this way. They, they, I, I think it's fair to say that James O'Keefe is a conservative, but the outlet itself targets powerful institutions and seeks out corruption. So when they go after Google, I, I love this criticism of Veritas. They say they're conservatives who target left wing, you know, organizations to make them look bad. When I heard that the first time, I was like, so when they did the story on Google, Google's a left-wing institution. Yeah. No, no, wait, wait, wait. We don't mean that. We yeah, don't mean that. Ah, gotcha. Yeah. So look, I'm not, I'm, I'm a fan of Veritas. I'm pointing out that even Veritas has their perspective and they, and they have certain issues they think are more important they will cover. Mm-hmm. So the issue is, I suppose, I don't think you're going to make money on investigative journalism for the most part. I think you can create maybe a subscription model and then have the content sustained that way, but it's probably going to rely on people who want to support it. Yeah, the purpose well, of it was never to make money. It was to expose corruption and and do it, you know make bro, better, in better society. Is, it was it was always marketing. This is what well, I the, no. It, this is true. Not, the goal not real investigation. It, You're yes, it was doing it for a purpose. News organizations would have investigative investigative journalism because they know a sensational story on the cover would generate positive oh, press attention point, for yeah. their paper. Yeah. So the the back back in the day, 
if you did a story was like breaking big company is corrupt and they put it on the front page, they would sell the most papers and that would boost their, hey, look, our circulation's huge. You got to pay for pay more for ads now and we're getting the circulation prices. Today, the easiest way to get traffic is not going to be a big, big groundbreaking story, Woodward and Bernstein or whatever. It's going to be AOC Smackdown, Michael Tracy. What? Well, Boom, clap back, snap back, oh, a million views. Well, yeah. even if you did do some incredible investigative journalism and you're just starting off, no one will see it because the algorithms wouldn't promote it. No matter how good it is, people who start off, as if they're not with CNN, if they're not with the establishment, if they don't have any big money, not even just money, but if they don't have any connections to Google, no one's going to see their stories. Let's just be honest here. Yeah. Yep. That's, and that's and that's horrible. And well, that's that's well, the system that YouTube is building and needs to fix and correct no, immediately. No, 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 no. It, no, no. The, the system, Not just them, but you, know. you, you say you say fix. This is exactly the intended consequence. Yes. So we had it's there fixed. there was there was one journalist. I don't remember who who this was, but it was um, I forgot his name. I don't know how to pronounce his name. You know you know that Jordan guy that. Chiron, I don't, I don't know how to pronounce. I don't. Know, I don't remember what his last name is. I know lots I, of Jordans. I, I don't follow him all that much, but he was tweeting about someone who covered the the Capitol riots had their video taken down. Oh, YouTube Ford just got Fisher? rid of it. No, oh, no uh, Ford Fisher was also impacted by this. Shaktel, <clears throat> but there was a uh, is that what? Yeah, his last name Shaktel. S C H S C H A. No, you're talking about somebody okay, else. Okay. The point is, there were a couple a couple lefties who were pointing out that hard coverage, legitimate journalism from the Capitol, was deleted by YouTube. And then you have Ford Fisher, who's more of a libertarian, had his his coverage deleted by YouTube. YouTube is anti journalism. So when we were doing Subverse stuff, YouTube has just demonetized and deranked and and knocked all that stuff down. It's on Scanner, and uh, we, we're you know for those that that are following and are you know we're, we're still working on Scanner and we'll. We got some stuff to work through. We'll get to that. Long story short, I'm hoping to subsidize legitimate on-the-ground reporting and investigative journalism. It's just very hard to do in this day and age. One of the big issues as well is that many investigative reporters don't want to work for anybody. They're just like, I'll do it on my own. I'll set up a Patreon. And then the reach is dramatically limited. I think interesting um, phenomenon when it came to subverse and when it comes to it, it seems like the people that invested, because it was like a crowdfunded investment, raised like a million dollars. And it was, but the people, I don't think, I can only really speak for myself. I also invested in it or tried to before it got clo- the investment round got closed. Didn't invest to see a return on their money. They invested because they believed in the movement. Which is why most, I think, not investigative outlets are nonprofit. Yeah. It's easier just to take donations to do it. Yeah. So it's 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 not an easy it's not it's not it's not an easy problem to solve, man. And the 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 current internet ecosystem greatly supports snapback, clapback, uh, tabloid drama over legitimate exposing. Listen, man, you got You you ask some some young person. There's no culture. There's no unity. And there's no passion. Why should any Gen Zer coming up right now, going to school, want to risk their lives exposing the corrupt? It's going to destroy their lives. Look at that dude. What's his name? Gary Webb. Remember that? Do you know the story? Yeah, I just saw a video oh, yeah. of him yesterday. Yeah, yeah. That's a he, very, very important story. Yep, yep. What he, happened? Uh, he was trying to expose, what was it, the CIA? Well, oh. the the drug trade specifically organized by the CIA that was also arming rebels in Latin America for the overthrow of, of the government, specifically the Contras in Nicaragua. And he exposed through talking to individuals like Freeway Ricky Ross, not the rapper, the original <laughs> Real freeway Ricky Ross. I actually talked to him and interviewed him on my channel on We Are Change, who exposed essentially how it was the CIA that introduced him to crack cocaine and pushed I, crack cocaine into the United States. And can I yeah. read? I, I got to I got to read this. This is from Wikipedia. You don't got to like Wikipedia. I'm just going to read a sentence. Webb was found dead in his Carmichael home 
uh, Carmichael home on December 10th, 2004, with two gunshot wounds to the head. Shotgun. His death was ruled a suicide, suicide. by the Sacramento County huh. Coroner's Office. After a local paper reported that he had died from multiple gunshots, the coroner's office received so many calls asking about Webb's death that Sacramento County Coroner Robert Lyons issued a statement confirming that Webb had died by suicide. When asked by local reporters about the possibility of two gunshots being a suicide, Lyons replied, it's unusual in a suicide case to have two shots, but it has been done in the past, and it is in fact a distinct possibility. News coverage noted that there were widespread rumors on the internet at the time that Webb had been killed as retribution for his Dark Alliance series, published uh, eight years before. Webb's ex-wife, Susan Bell, told reporters that she believed Webb had died by suicide. The way he was acting, it would be hard for me to believe it was anything but suicide, she said. According to Bell, Webb had been unhappy for some time over his inability to get a job at another major newspaper. He had sold his house the week before his death because he was unable to afford the mortgage. After Webb's death, a collection of his stories, before and after the Dark Alliance series were published, etc., etc., yeah, the CIA yeah. So, so, so there was even that. a movie uh, surrounding uh, his it's life. It's possible that he shot himself in such it, a way that it twice, wasn't yeah. lethal. But most people read that and go, like, they're even telling us on Wikipedia that people were like, what? You gotta, you <laughs> what gotta do you study mean? Kill the Messenger was, I, I think, the movie that uh, documented his life. And I, I remember reading his book, The Dark Alliance, when I was in, in high school and being absolutely flabbergasted at the connections that he was able to investigate, to look into and expose with evidence, with proof, the U.S. government literally financing not only death squads in Latin America and, and financing revolutions and, and meddling in other people's elections, but more, more importantly, bringing crack cocaine into the United States and introducing it into urban, dense communities, which, of course, led to individuals like Joe Biden and the Clintons passing very strict legislation that threw a lot of people in jail for victimless crimes like using narcotics. And again, just the, just the weaponization and how crack cocaine was used to destroy modern America, those implications, when we talk about, you know, racism and race issues, why does anyone, anyone want to bring up these issues? Why aren't we having huge conversations about any liability for all those people involved any consequences for all those people involved that destroyed so many lives and communities for what it's absolutely sickening i mean his book the dark alliance i definitely recommend it and later on in life he did complain because no one wanted to hire him because he exposed the cia and when you expose the cia i mean uh, let's you know, talk Chuck about schumer says you know they have yeah, seven ways to let's, 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 let's right. talk about michael hastings yeah. do you guys know yeah. the story of michael yeah, hastings yeah. He was investigating some very, very powerful people. Long story short, but I, I, I can pull it up and read it for Sam, you. Sam, are you going to get a shot? Am I going to get <laughs> a we, shot? Are we all going to get shot are we, for talking about this? No, but I think I'll get yeah. banned. Yeah, that's That's why I keep telling everybody, like, we're setting up a website because we are, we are cutting through the BS, and people want to know about investigative journalism. They want to know why it's not happening. I'll tell you. First, you get stories like Gary Webb. Yeah. Suicide by two gunshots to the, to head. the head. And they're yeah. like, trust us, that's what happened. And the journalists are like, yo, we got an issue with that story. Then you get this story about Michael Hastings, and this is only, uh, this is now just about seven and a half or so years ago. Oh, yeah. Controversy over alleged foul play. Michael Hastings was a journalist, and he died in a fiery car wreck in, uh, I believe it was Los Angeles. That's right. This was in like, what, 2013? 2013. Yeah, I remember. And wasn't Joe Biggs his friend? Well, let, 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 me, let me just read this for you. They say the day before the crash, Hastings indicated that he believed he was being investigated by the FBI in an email to colleagues, which was copied, copied to and released by Hastings uh, friend, Army Staff Sergeant Joe Biggs. Mm. Hastings said that he was onto a big story that he needed to go off the radar and that the FBI might interview him. 
WikiLeaks announced that Hastings had also contacted Jennifer Robinson, one of his lawyers, a few hours prior to his death. And the LA Weekly reported that he was preparing new reports on the Wait, well, CIA. Well, come on. Oh, yeah. Come on. Come on, Luke. What are you <laughs> doing? Yeah. At the time of his death, the FBI released a statement denying that Hastings was ever under investigation by the agency, et cetera, et cetera. But uh, here, here, I want to I I give you the gist of the story. He goes to his neighbor and he says, I need to borrow your car mm-hmm. because the other night I saw someone fiddling around with my car. And his neighbor was like, well, that's crazy. No, you can't use my car. Then his car was seen speeding down the road at maximum speed, sparks and flames shooting out, and then crashed into a tree just at the time he was saying that he was going to be reporting on the CIA and was contacting WikiLeaks. And uh, I guess we'll never Are know. Are you that sure there was sparks and flames That's what the report up? said. Wow. Well, there's, That's what the there's video. Uh, there's like a short clip of showing the actual, you know, car moving uh, before it, you know. It crashed and, and it killed him. There's a guy named Kevin Ship. He used to work for the CIA. Are you familiar with his work at all, no. Luke? You're going to love this guy. He left the CIA to expose them, wrote a book called From the Shadows about the shadow government and the deep state and the difference between the two. And he talks very clearly about how the CIA will and, and try to do to him. First, destroy your economic ability to get a job. Then go after your family to freak you out. Then eventually they'll try and kill you. Yeah, well, so, so maybe we should change subjects. Well, here, my, 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 come on, grow find a girl yeah. or pair. <laughs> get some chest hair. There. The, car, the cartoon guys, like, I just want to make funny no, guys. I You're just in it. Make You're on the list now. No, no, I'm kidding. It's true. It's over. I've been on the list. My big red pill with the CIA, and well, first of all, the past four years of just seeing the um, intelligence community trying to unseat a democratically elected president with absolutely no evidence was enough of a red pill. Hmm. Um, but one thing I'm going to tell all the people at home. That blew my mind the first time I did it, and I'm not even going to describe it, but just Google Operation Northwoods if you haven't oh, already. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just Google that. I'm not even going to tell but you what it is. That was the Joint Chiefs of Staff. Yeah. Uh, but, but the Intercept, what you were talking about, I kind of want to add on. The Intercept actually wrote an article uh, a few years ago in 2014 that was titled, How the CIA Watched Over the Destruction of Gary Webb. Huh. So there, there's a lot of other involvement. There's a lot of other underhanded things that we don't know of that, that should be exposed, should be talked about, no matter what the consequences, because the truth here matters but there's also other media institutions like the washington post which i have to point out do have a lot of connections to the cia that wrote an article saying quote gary webb was no journalism hero <laughs> despite what uh kill the messenger says kill the messenger where it so, was again the movie about you, you, it what you, is their argument against him ian you mentioned men- I, I, I gotta address something ian just said about how they go after your family what i what what i was told by some other journalists is that the first thing they do is bribe it's simple. It's simple. Hey, would you like to uh, help us out, man? You know, we're, we all we love this country. Maybe we, we should keep talking about this. Yeah. Well, so so they, they they come to you and they they make a very well. Actually, it's not it's not the first thing isn't cash. The first thing is, will you agree to work with us? And a lot of journalists mm. say yes immediately. We'll send you stories. You publish them. It'll be great. It'll help the country out. Yeah. And they say you got it because these journalists are like, oh, I'm going to get these juicy sources. These intelligence people are going to be feeding me the big news, and then I'll make a name for myself. You say no. You say I'm not here to serve the, the, the interests of the intelligence agencies. I am a journalist. And they go, okay, shortly after they'll be like, we want you to work for us. We can compensate you. The next incentive is money. And if you say, I'm not driven by money. You can't control me. I'm going to report the facts. The next thing that comes is the threats. What would happen to your family? What, what do you think is going to happen if you do this? Powerful people are going to be mad at you. Then you start getting signs that they will come for you. They will threaten your family. They will hurt your family. And then lastly, they come for you. Accuse you of crimes, smear you, or ultimately kill you. I'm not saying that's true. I'm saying I've had journalists explain this to me 
around this time, you know, in 2012, 2013, with like a lot of the big hacker stuff that was going on, a lot of the journalists that I knew and hung out with were like, this is typically what you'll see. And so you'll end up with someone like perhaps Michael Hastings saying the FBI has been investigating him, perhaps because he had already, you know, they, they knew they couldn't turn him, they couldn't convince him, he wouldn't work with them, and he was going to expose these big stories. To be fair, I don't, I'm not trying to, you know, I know it, it maybe it's a sore subject for a lot of people. His family says that they essentially discount these narratives, these conspiracy theories. The point is, when you're an investigative journalist and you are staring down at the CIA and the FBI, powerful U.S., massively funded interests that don't want to have bumps in the road, they're not going to let you do it, man. Yeah. Now, most journalists don't do any don't do any reporting that really bothers them, like 99.9. But eventually you get someone who gets leaked some real information. And what do they got to do? They flee to Hong Kong or Russia before that information gets leaked to, say, WikiLeaks or Glenn Greenwald. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's also the the big information that Udo Ufketi, I'm saying it wrong. He's a German journalist that worked for Der Spiegel that released and, and talked about how essentially, you know, intelligence agencies were writing entire articles that he just had to put his name behind. And, you know, there's a large number of these individuals that, of course, we need to remind people of. There are heroes out there that do deserve to be commended, that do deserve to be talked about, and do deserve to be remembered. Since, of course, you know, having these conversations is is something that is more imperative than ever, especially right now. So I have mixed feelings about the CIA. Like, in a way, I value it. Because we have, I don't know, secret spy agencies. Maybe you you need them. You know, I don't know. It didn't exist before 1945. It's not all bad. It's it's not. Nothing's absolute. Um, I guess if you like living in the, in America and you like the interests that we have in this country, like if if you like the ability to go and buy a pizza and live comfortably and stuff, you have to you know recognize that there are things being done essentially in your name that you probably would never agree with and would not vote for. They do horrifying things, yeah. and the justification is you don't know about it, and you get to live comfortably and beautifully in the United States. Look, they want to build the Qatar-Turkey pipeline. A big reason for this big conflict with Russia and Syria is to get cheap gas into Europe so that people in Europe can live better and more cheaply. Most people in Europe would probably be like, I want cheaper gas, and they do. There was rioting in France yep. over expensive gas. So intelligence agencies and uh, contractors, real nasty people doing real nasty stuff, are, are doing real nasty things so that you can get your cheaper gas. And I, I tried talking to a lot of activists about this. I'm like, you have so many people who love living in luxury. And that's why I think it's really important that you, 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 you people get out away from the big cities, learn to, uh, to support themselves, take responsibility, maybe chop some wood, learn how to hunt, handle a firearm, be responsible for yourself. Because if you want to sit here and complain about warfare mm-hmm. and, 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 uh, you know, slavery and stuff in countries like China with, with Foxconn labs, you got to recognize that you are reaping the benefits of war and slavery. And if you if you don't want to acknowledge that, then fine, that's on you. For me, I fully understand that's what this world is made of and what's going on. And I oppose it in a lot of ways. And I do think we should get back to being more self-sustainable and self-reliant. Well, yeah, I would argue about the, the gas prices because it's not as simple as just gas prices. I mean, as... John Perkins exposed with the economic hitman. It's far more than that. It's it's interest. No, 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 it's a lot of powers that, that want more of it. 
and they're going to get their way one way or another. And it, it, the, the only way they're able to is because people stay silent, is because people are afraid, is because people don't want to talk about these larger issues. But if we did, it would expose their game, which is essentially rigged, which more and more people are finding out. So I think it's more imperative to have these honest, real conversations. And I'm very happy to be a part of this one because I think it's it's absolutely needed. This is why nobody wants to be uh, a real journalist anymore. You look back in the day, you had those names, Woodward and Bernstein. Now they're kind of, you know, I guess off the rails because, <laughs> you know, was it, is it Bernstein who keeps saying everything's it, worse? Is, than yeah, it's, everything's worse yeah. than Watergate. It's like, OK, dude, <laughs> yeah. it used to be that if you were a journalist and you expose something, you were protected because they were like, we can't go after this person because they're a famous and respected journalist. That was a long time ago. Now they'll just make up some insane story and call you a Nazi. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, your white supremacist, your Russian yeah, boom, asset. Boom, done. Yeah. There you go. So if you're not going to go down in history for doing a good thing, if no one will like you and then you will die by suicide with two gunshots to the head, what incentive is there for anyone to actually do investigations? Hmm. None. You're not going to make money doing it and Negative. everyone will hate you because they will smear and they will destroy you. Look, before they, 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 they so I was reading uh, uh, about, well, I, I don't want to get too conspiratorial, but look at Julian Assange. How the media lied about about Julian Assange over and over and over again. Just everything they put about the guy was smears and lies, accusing him of things he never did. They destroyed his character. And then they turned the left against him. Amazing how it used to be the left that loved WikiLeaks. Now it's the left that hates WikiLeaks. It's amazing. And Donald Trump loved WikiLeaks, too. And then he uh, oddly forgot who Julian Assange was. Yeah, that's that's really sad. He was asked about it point blank. I don't know who Julian Assange is. I mean, are you kidding me? So did I love WikiLeaks? I got to ask you guys, were you uh, disappointed by that or did you expect it that he wouldn't pardon him? I don't know. I was I was 50 50. I was like, I wonder I think he might do it. Both, I, yeah. I, I thought I knew he was not going to do it, and I was still very disappointed yeah, that he yeah. didn't. So what what uh, tipped you off? What made you think like there's no way he's going to do this? Well, his his treatment of whistleblowers has hasn't been that good. Hmm. I mean, his statements on Chelsea Manning, his statements on Julian Assange, acting like he didn't even know who he was, yeah. was a very telling sign. As well as the people around him. I mean, we heard rumors that it was a lot of people, especially Jared Kushner being one of the major people who was against giving any kind of freedom towards Julian Assange, along with other special interests that pushed for this. And, uh, you know, those voices were very prominent. And I think those voices uh, Donald Trump heard and listened to and, and sadly disappointed a lot of his base that was expecting yeah. this to happen. Yeah, very he, he, he had an opportunity for on the way out to just like really smack it to the machine. Yeah. But he wants to run again. Yeah. And so what we're seeing now really? is, yeah, well, with his impeachment. So first there's a video of him where he goes, we're trying really hard. This is like during, it's like in December. He's like, we're trying really hard to, to, to win, to stay in. But if we don't, we'll see you in 2024. Wow. So what, what, what's happening now is they're impeaching him, right? He's filed his rebuttal to the impeachment saying, I'm not in office. You can't impeach me. Mm-hmm. The, the constitution specifically says that they can be impeached, removed, they, they can be removed from office or like impeachment serves the purpose of removing them from office. He says, well, if I can't be removed from office because I'm not in office, you can't impeach me, right? So then he's arguing, it says the purpose of impeachment is to remove them from office and prevent them from holding office in the future. Trump says, well, as I can't be impeached, I can still run for office in the future and you have no jurisdiction to try a private citizen before he's in public office, before he's run or whatever, or while he's not in office. Trump is basically saying he wants to run. (laughs) And the purpose of impeachment is to stop him from being able to be president again. Drew Holden said that Jeff Bezos wants to run. Oh. He said he's running, and I don't know if that means running away from Amazon. Or I want Zuckerberg Bezos. Post is going to endorse Oprah, him. no. Zuckerberg no. Bezos. No, no, no. Bezos, Oprah. 
Bezos. No, I want to. I want to. I want to vote. I want to vote for a Zuckerberg Bezos ticket. What? I'm well, totally you got not it. serious. <laughs> so far, oh, would you vote for Bezos over Kamala Harris? Oh, if does oh. it have to be Kamala versus Bezos? I think it's going to be Kamala. I, I, think, I, oh, think, I think it'd be Bezos. Was he going to run as a Republican? It's not yeah. going to happen. No way. Yeah. No way. He can't run oh, as a Republican. That's tough. He can do I mean, I could never vote for it's Kamala. True. Here's the thing. I know I know, I cannot vote for Kamala, I'd ha- and I would not want to vote for Bezos. I'd have to see his policies. I assume I just could not vote for either, but I don't know. What about Zuckerberg? 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 I don't Zuckerberg. know. Because he's also, they're both, Zuckerberg is also on the left. Zuckerberg so what would that Dorsey really do for me? Like they're yeah. both going to be oh. pro-choice, and I can't vote pro-choice. So what yeah. does that leave me with? Actually, I don't know where, where Bezos stands on that, but I'm pretty sure the next Republican that we get who runs is going to be pro-choice. Oh my goodness! No joke. Yeah. No I, joke. I really hope I'm not. super liberal. Just remove any reason. If they vote don't for take them. down yeah. Ted Cruz, Ted Cruz really looks like he's going to be one of the kind of favorites to be on the Republican ticket. I, I don't think. know if Ted Cruz. Could same be with Rubio. I mean, same with Rand. I think those three are definitely the the people that really? are, are going to be looked at in 2024. And Donald Trump's getting up there as far as age, and I don't think he's going to do it. I think I right. think if we know anything about Donald Trump, he's all talk. Yep. He's all bark, exactly. no bite. Exactly. And I think he's big, doing that the, the to kind ask, of save the face The big now. sale. Yeah. yeah. And I think he keeps doing that. I mean, you read his book, uh, The Art of the Deal. A lot of it is just, you know, PR to the max and, and just using information as a way to get as much support as you can to get what you can. And, and he, that's, he that's is, essentially his presidency. So, so do you think they'll let uh, Ted Cruz run after he attempted to murder AOC? <laughs> well, well, hold on. She let's, thinks let's, he actually was the Zodiac killer. Let's be clear. It's, <laughs> it's worse than that. He didn't just try. He rallied all of his friends. And, and I, I remember this clear as day. I remember that video of Ted Cruz holding the, the torch, <laughs> leading the people down the hallway, uh, screaming, uh, AOC, this copy of Green Eggs and Ham? Oh, yes. my goodness. <laughs> Isn't he the Zodiac? Zodiac no, his dad saying, was. No, well, was his dad? AOC thinks he was. Uh, Wasn't so. it his dad, though? Not him. How did that come out about his it was dad? Just, I think it was, it was just a, a meme, right? Yeah. Yes. Um, <laughs> Trump didn't Trump say something about his dad being yeah. involved with like JFK's assassination? He was yeah. clearly the Zodiac killer. It's yeah. settled. Yeah. Um, Luke, I I am happy to hear that you believe that uh, you know, Cruz and Rand will really be looked at. I guess my question is, what are you basing that on? Why do you feel they're the guys who are going to because get the they're getting attacked the most. Like- so they're getting, <laughs> so you see yeah. the targets. Yeah. I mean, the establishment is smart. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when we're talking about the CIA and the information that they data harvest, especially from the NSA and all the information that they know, I mean, we're probably already with predictive programming algorithms that could predict the future. I think we're already there and I think it's already being exploited. And I think the bigger kind of targets that stand against them, they're already setting the, the kind of, uh, the, 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 the groundwork to kind of beat them into oblivion. And that's why we're seeing such kind of attacks on them that are kind of ridiculous. I don't I don't like... I, I criticized all of them. Mm-hmm. I have negative things to say about all of them. But seeing the media no, landscape... Should, yeah. yeah, yeah. Seeing the media landscape against them, the, there's something that's up. And I think it's because they represent some of the bigger ideas that a lot of mainline kind of Republicans and Trump supporters also kind of in the middle ground resonate with. What if it's Tucker? Tucker um, Carlson for president. My yes. goodness. I like him because he's the only one that criticized Donald Trump effectively. He's yeah. the only one not afraid. Sean Hannity, I mean, he's a total brown noser. But mm. but but Tucker Carlson, like, literally called out Trump on the issues that actually mattered. People, the people wars, the true. budgets, people. The, 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 the COVID response, everything that, that Trump did bad, Tucker was right on him. So people, I, you got to give him credit for that. Isn't it incredible that he's on television? Yeah. Tucker, Tucker Carlson, Carlson. Yeah. Well, they're trying to take him saying, down, too. Yeah, exactly. 
But yeah. that's why he's the only one who saw ratings growth. Yes. When, yeah. when, when everyone else was doing bad. Yeah, people don't know this about Luke, but Luke is, uh, you know, he has a poster of Tucker. <laughs> he's got all... He I, I definitely disagree fan. with him yeah, on, his, on his stance on, on things like marijuana. I disagree with him personally on, on issues like that. But I like hearing him because you know he's going to come out with information that, that is going to be backed by some kind There's, of thinking. Yes. And I could agree with the thing and I could disagree with the thinking, but at least I understand that, it, that it's coming from a perspective that I could watch and not understand that I'm being tricked. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I, I, yeah. I went into uh, Luke's RV and there was a photo of me and Luke and we were, we were on the, the docks in Coney Island and he had his arm around me and he was giving his thumbs up and he taped Tucker Carlson's face over my face. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. If you go down into Tucker the really mad mad about that. <laughs> late yeah. night in the basement of this house, you'll see Luke watching yeah. Tucker. Yeah. Well, I, I gotta be honest, I think, I, think, the halls. I think Tucker is the best, per, is be, is oh, the best yeah. personality on TV right now. 100%. Yeah, he's the only and, that's, and, and I got to be honest, yeah. it's not saying a whole lot because almost every single person on TV is trash. Exactly. That's you know? exactly it. He's, he's like the only person who isn't just being handed talking points. Yeah. I, there, there was some stuff a few years ago where I watched like one thing about marijuana legalization and it really felt like he didn't agree with he was, he was this was years ago. He was opposed to it. Mm-hmm. And it really sounded like he didn't really oppose it and was just trying to make it seem like he did. Hmm. And I was like, it's not working, Tucker. Well, just go still, back to agreeing with He's still with against your- decriminalization. I remember a few years ago when he was still wearing a bow tie promoting war, I confronted him. I confronted Tucker Carlson at the DNC or and the RNC. I forgot who was in Florida. Yes, I was on him. I was on him. I was like, what are you yes. doing, you crazy Tucker? You yeah. fixed Tucker. I, I was angry at him. I was, I was chasing him down the hallways. Did and you I grab him? Did you and grab now him? I'm like, now I'm like, you know, I, this is the thing. He's not trying to trick you. Yeah. He's like, this is what I think. This is the information. This is, this is my perspective. Take it or leave it. And I disagree with it sometimes, but it's a lot more genuine and it's a lot more honest than all the other bull crap on there because you turn on Sean Hannity. It's like, Trump's the besties i love yeah. him no matter what and and and, it, and it's not clear it, it, it's it's fogged with personal bullcrap when, when, when you know do you, do you it, see that that really funny moment yeah. where tucker was criticizing how all these big corporations made massive profits and stocks were skyrocketing during the pandemic yes. and then when he was doing the handoff with hannity Hannity was like, he just jumps in and goes, if a company serves, provides a service, yeah, and they're yeah. going to make money. And Tucker did the, like, the, yeah. the, the, the furrowed yeah. brow, like, huh? You know, look. And yeah. That was, yeah. That was Tucker great. Look, did you, uh, Tucker so did you, look. Did you grab him by the bow tie and just keep twisting it? And you're like, listen here, Tucker. I, and <laughs> I don't that, touch that people I confront. <laughs> I have a I've big actually, rule against that. Well, it's funny because I've, I actually know people who have worked with Tucker who very much disagree with him on everything, but said, like, he's one of their favorite people. And he's he was confronted by Joey Boots. I don't know if you yeah. know, remember yeah. Joey Boots from Occupy yeah, Wall Street? He's no longer with us but he was a very interesting when tucker character. was fishing yeah tucker was was fishing and the way tucker responded to him was was so nice and and like <laughs> still like it was so genuine it was so real i mean if you look up uh, look up joey boots and tucker carlson and they just had an honest genuine conversation when joey boots was being a creeper yeah. joey so, boots so, was legitimately, so tucker was yeah. fishing in central park and he was like can you fish here and he goes you can and he's like it's legal like, it is and then he was like, Tucker sat and like, just like, or not. No, sat, no, no. Like, this is the thing. Joey yeah. Boots was filming him. Right. And then Tucker knows. He's like, why are you filming me? And I guess, I guess Joey didn't know it was Tucker Carlson. I don't know if he, he did or didn't. He said he, he did. Yeah. He said but, he didn't but, know who it was But then the he was like, you know, why are you, why are you filming me? He's like, he's like, can you fish here? It's like, well, like, yeah. The establishment he, doesn't he, want he, you to fish here. But Tucker was like, does, do people get mad when you film him? He's like, yeah. And he's like, huh. He's like, you know, all right, yeah. all right, well, well, how's it going? He's like, you want to see what I caught? No, what, what, he was like, what are you fishing? I was like, fly fishing, and he shows him, and so he's, he's a cool dude. I, loved no. it. I, I was talking to somebody, I was in uh, Portland during like uh, some big you know, riot or something, and somebody was asking me about who I liked, and I said, I like Tucker Carlson, and then some leftists heard it, and they started going like, oh, 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 and they started tweeting like, 
overheard on the street Tim Pool praising Tucker Carlson. <laughs> and I'm like, I will go on my YouTube channel and praise him if it makes it easier for you. Yeah. It's like... It's, not hiding that. Dude, yeah. it's because these people don't have principles. So you look at some of these uh, you know, personalities on CNN. And what do you get from Cuomo? Giant fake Q-tip, Don Lemon. Huh. It's not about principle. It's about tribal grifting. Emotional manipulation, most right. of all. It's like, look at the horror. Look at the sadness. Look at this pathetic. I mean, it, it, it's milking things that, that again, are, it, it's just it's just petty. It's, it's poor. It's pathetic. I want to blame Rachel Maddow because I think she was the first. And I might be wrong about that, but I feel like she created a genre of, whoa, I just got some light on my face. I Ooh, think that's good, though. Right? Um of that, like, emotional... No, no, Keith Olbermann kind of... Yeah. He went started. nuts, dude. Yeah. What happened to that guy? Yeah. There's a picture of him underneath the flag, and someone tweeted, Keith, it's safe to go outside right now. It's okay. <laughs> Trump's gone. It's fine. Oh, my god. But gosh. he absolutely lost it. Uh, we're having some light issue. I think I think it might be an electrical issue since the lights kind of went up and yeah, we're like, dealing with yeah. some extreme weather. Well, it's the here, blizzard. So. Yeah. I don't know if it's an electrical issue, but man, is it crazy out there. Yeah. That, that one's really oh my you know, goodness, you know Are we going to have a snowball fight? You know what's, okay. No, um, but you know what's really wow, crazy? Just, okay. just, just as a total down. side <laughs> <Right>? note, so <laughs> I, so, you know, most of you know, know that we're out in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> I was talking to the mail lady earlier. And uh, she told me to make sure that we have emergency food. I started laughing because we do the promos. <laughs> and we were talking about the other day. And she was just like, you're out in the middle of nowhere. The, the mountains get covered and you get trapped and people don't realize it. Like, you need to make sure you're stocked up. And I started laughing. I was like, thank you, ma'am. I appreciate it. Did you tell her how much vinegar we have? <laughs> no, no. But yeah, you, whenever oh, we She have, knows. Didn't it break in the How the much mail? vinegar did you buy? So 25 much. gallons. Or <laughs> oh, my gosh. Why? Why? So that we can live forever, Tim. We're not a vinegar. Uh, what are you yeah. going to do? You know, interestingly. So we can boil tea I, with I'm, grass. I made from scratch General Tso's chicken. You what? It was good, too. It was amazing. From scratch. Mm. It was like a garlic I mean, sauce. To, uh, to the extent you can. Like, I didn't make the soy sauce. But, you know, we, we mixed vinegar. And it's interesting how you don't taste it when you mix it into the sauce. It yeah, makes it when you spicy, cook it. Zingy. Yeah. Hey, I got some info about COVID. I wonder if you guys would like to hear this. Uh-oh. So this is just a new study that came out, and it was shocking to see, and Facebook covered it up as potentially fake news, which I thought was weird, but it says- Who did a, the study? Do you know who did that? Stephen Quay. Who's that? Is that he's an, an MD? Or? No, he's a guy. He's a medical doctor, and a, that's a PhD. Uh, it says, new study by Stephen Quay concludes that SARS-CoV-2 came from a laboratory. What's the story? What's the this, source? What I've- Oh, I'll look it up. I actually sent this to you. AP News. Comes from AP. AP. The Associated was, Press. Yeah, the Associated Press, January 29th, uh, three days ago. And what, when I read the story a little bit, check it out if you want a new study by Dr. Wow. Stephen Quay, Q-U-A-W, um, is that they were actually testing the vaccines in 2019 in China for the SARS-CoV-2. I, 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 I can't, I can't new, find it. It's this. called New Study by Dr. Stephen Quay. Uh, How do you spell Quay? Q-U-A-W. Concludes that SARS-CoV-2 came from a laboratory. I don't think... I sent it to you on Facebook. APnews.com, title, new study do by Dr. Stephen Quay concludes that SARS-CoV-2 came from a laboratory. Q-U-A-W? Q-U-A-Y. Ah, oh, okay. That's Pardon me. It. me. This is from... It's, 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 no, I'm sorry, uh, Ian, this is a press release. Yeah, paid content this is not, this, from this, PR Newswire. This is fake news. Oh. Yeah. It's fake? Are you 100% sure is this someone, is fake? This is someone writing a press release and then paying to have it published on an AP press, press wire. It's, yeah. not, it's not a report. It says, on the, it says on the top here, press release, paid content from PR Newswire. Um, so his 193-page paper is... Should we dismiss it? Yes. And why is that? 
because he paid to have it promoted. And until we actually get hard publication of what the study actually is, we shouldn't be announcing that it's true or anything. I didn't like that. announce it's true. Well, well, saying it's, it's coming from the AP when in fact it's coming from a paid PR, you know, publicist. Oh, is okay, it, so the AP will promote paid work as well. The AP just shows a list of press releases. It doesn't mean any of it's true. We'll see if the story gets picked up. It's not going to get picked up. And I'll look into it. The challenge is, you know, look, just because the media doesn't cover it doesn't mean it's fake news. Exactly. But I don't trust because we've seen tons of stories like this already. They're not vetted. So just because a guy publishes and pays for PR Newswire doesn't mean it's, you know, I'll I'll put it this way. I want to fact check it before we mention it. The downside is... I cannot bring myself to read 193 pages. <laughs> yeah. It's a long Seriously. paper. I'll bu- but, uh, listen, listen. I'll look into it, and I'll see if I can vet it in any capacity, learn about who this guy is. But you are bringing up a press release with no vetting and no fact-checking. Yeah. That's not... We can't do that. Oh, okay. Because uh, otherwise... I'm not... Well, yeah, I wouldn't try and prove it or anything. What were you going to say? No, I was going to say, let's go Super Chats. Oh, okay. Oh. Smash the like button, ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't already. Make sure you smash the like button. You know, we do, we are, we're gonna, we're gonna have probably, uh, I think it's gonna turn into a bonus episode on life after death yes. and religion. Oh, okay. Because we have this, uh, this, this story and I think it's gonna go too long. So we're gonna make it a bonus segment talking about Netflix claims to have in this documentary proof of life after death. Excuse me? And I think, it's, well, so they claim. Netflix did it. Well, 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 hold on, hold on. Them. I, I'm, I could be wrong. I just want to make you, we'll save it for it's the for the segment. Mm-hmm. And I think it'll be a fun conversation and it'll probably be long. So it might end up being this whole big spiritual philosophical Sweet. conversation. So go to TimCast.com, become a member. It should be up maybe around 11 or so is when we usually get these things up. But because it might run long, it may be up later later than that. Don't forget to smash the like button, subscribe, hit that notification bell, and really share the podcast if you like it, because that's how we grow. Let's read your super chats. I'm not your buddy guy, said the financial system is rigged. The media are propagandist. Educators indoctrinate. Politicians are tyrants. The judicial system is corrupt, and voting is rigged. What are we defending? Is it worth preserving anymore? You know, it's, uh, uh, what is it, empires last 250 years? We talked about this a couple weeks ago. Maybe it's just that. We don't have a unified culture anymore. We don't have something where we're all like, we, we believe in each other. And no, it's just everyone out for themselves. The ship mm-hmm. is sinking and everyone is just trying to find a lifeboat to jump off and swim away. Well, here's the question too. But the idea, because I've heard this, that empires last about 250 years. Is that from their inception as a government or from the time when they become an empire? Because we didn't right. really become an empire until about 100 years ago. Exactly. But also, social media <clears throat> could accelerate the pace at which this kind of social decay occurs. Yep. I think, I think we're seeing everyone say every man for himself. Yeah. And that's why things are kind of falling apart. Yeah. Austin Gettle says, glad you're back, Seamus. It's been too long. Oh, I'm glad to be back too, Austin. Thank you. Donnie420FY says, do you have an OnlyFans? And I'm going to assume that he's talking to you, Seamus. <laughs> no, I don't have an OnlyFans. No I, I have a Patreon, patreon.com slash freedom tunes. If you guys <laughs> want to check that out. And my Patriot Supply, which Tim also has, but I'm going to steal his spot by patriotsupply.com slash freedom tunes. Get some supplies. Boom. Seamus, Seamus, you can use OnlyFans to like show people how you draw and stuff. Isn't it's that, not isn't it really usually used for porn? I know, but I, like, I just don't even want to be associated yeah, I know, I, I with, yeah, with I was thinking well, about hold on. doing it hold on. when my channel was demonetized. I was like, I'm, I'm just going to do my regular videos but just put them on That'd there cool. what if what if what if Seamus as you're drawing your cartoons mm-hmm. you put your feet next no, to you. oh, oh my god gosh, I can't no, even talk about no, this no yet, no <laughs> all right Samantha says isn't it strange the article says AOC was in her office hiding but the story she tells in a recent video she's in a bathroom well yeah because she said she was in the bathroom of her office and her staffers were out in the lo- in the office I guess to protect her I don't know yeah I guess there you go hmm. Michael Cobb says, there are reports that U.S. Special Forces are in D.C. now. What are they doing? 
What are they doing slash about to do that they need that kind of protection? Uh, I haven't heard that. I'll look into that. Hmm. Uh-oh. I don't know if I should read this one. Ian, they're mad at you. <gasps> oh, no. Should I read it? Yeah, definitely. Cat's Claw says, Ian's a great example of why drugs are bad. They fried his brain. I've never heard a human say so many stupid things in my life. That's a little harsh. That was very harsh. It's pretty cruel. People are easy to be mean to people when they're not here. Ian, I love you. Thanks, Seamus. People either really love you or hate you, though. You know what I mean? That's the point. Oh, is it? Yeah. A lot of people are like cheering for you. I think I think what happens is when the negative comments come in, that's when all the positive ones come in. I, in, like his, in that guy's defense, I smoked weed for like 16 years straight, yeah. and it definitely mm. twisted my ability to memorize information. And people don't realize, do you don't mean do like periodically, you mean literally for 16 years, you had a joint in your mouth that was I, constantly being replenished. I, I smoked for like 600 days straight, I think, <laughs> Holy at one cow, point. Holy cow, dude. Wow. Nice. Oh, man. But I used to memorize scripts. You know, as an actor, I'd me- just my memorization was off the chart. And then after I started smoking weed, I started thinking more abstractly. And so now I'm kind of, it's, it's changed the way my mind functions. That's for sure. Yeah, sorry Dent Crow no, says, great. <clears throat> I am a right wing atheist like Carl Benjamin. Why do you think so many atheists go full left wing slash TDS, i.e. Bill Maher, Sam Harris, and the entire atheist community of Austin, Texas? Well, many of the atheists became anti-SJW. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so, and then we saw a bunch of atheists just trying to fit in. But what, what, what a lot of people don't realize a lot of the atheist community was fueled by pro-LGBT rights. It was social justice. So back in the day when the Republicans were anti-gay marriage, the atheist community had a large influx of people who were pro-gay marriage first, atheist second. So when we, you, you know, moved to the nat- natural conclusion, these are people who are interested in social, interested in social justice, not atheism. The people who are atheist first are skeptics and critical of dogma became anti-SJW. So I think a lot of people just assumed the left was always the, you know, the right place to be like Bill Maher. They call him alt right. Huh. Like he's really so not left at all. He's actually more moderate libertarian, but he does have Trump derangement syndrome. You know, it's like and not, now he is. But 10 years ago, this is funny. When I um, in 2013, uh, it, when I was in my my first college art course, I remember my teacher, who I considered to be left wing at the time, recommending Joe Rogan to me. Hmm. And I was like, oh, there's probably some like hippie left wing nonsense. Can you imagine a left wing college professor? And by the way, that college professor, no, he's, actually, would... he's actually really cool. I'm still in touch with him. But just the fact that he was somebody who I considered to be left wing less than 10 years ago. Yeah. They would expel you if you if you mentioned Joe Rogan. Yeah, exactly. You'd be like, I once watched Joe Rogan. Get out. Get out now, you yeah. Nazi. Yeah. That's, that's it. All right. Daniel Maxwell says. You know the news media misses Trump when the top story of the day is AOC getting scared by a cop trying to get her to a safe location on January 6th. Isn't that crazy? Like, I'm here to save you, ma'am. He's hurting me. He's yelling at me. (laughs) Cody Mays says, a preceding event to the U.S. Civil War was Senator Preston Brooks beating Senator Charles Sumner nearly to death on the Senate floor with a cane. I've heard that story. (laughs) Beating him with a cane. (laughs) Jeez, man. Let's see. Uh, WMR Photography says, I guess AOC never had any scare, mo- scary moments on the short bus. Aha. But I'm Sporkwitch says, if we only elected veterans, even desk jockeys get get some combat training. And remember, quote, an armed society is a polite society. Manners are good when one may have may have to back up his axe with his life. Mm-hmm. Robert Heinlein. So, Interesting. Yeah, this, this is anecdotal and it could just be my sample size. But uh, the veterans I've met tend to be very anti-war. Yes. Oh, yeah. Not, I've, I've, I've had some message from people who are veterans who are pro-war. Definitely. Yeah, no. Yeah. Da- oh, I'm not I mean, isn't that Dan, at all. Isn't Dan Crenshaw pro-war? 
Yeah. Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There yeah, I'm, I'm not saying it doesn't happen, but many of the, and I, I think the anti-war veterans, they're like a special kind of anti-war. Yeah. They're, they're I mean, really vehemently against it in a way that other people aren't because they, they <laughs> understand it more. All right, we got Amber Kirilak. She says, hey, Luke, I had my vitamin D levels tested and I was advised by my doctor. I need to take a daily supplement as I was deficient. Also, I bought a hoodie from your store. Can't wait to wear it. Well, thank you so much. And uh, yeah, I always recommend getting your blood levels tested. And I'm not a medical doctor, so don't take any medical advice from me. But wow. uh, thank you so much and uh, really appreciate you. Cliff Sroka says, hey, guys, love your work. Even you, Ian, would love to have a conversation one day over drinks and food, hopefully not a, on a Civil War <laughs> battlefield. Well, there you go. Cole Frog, is that pronouncing it right, I guess? Seamus, I liked your YouTube radicalization vid. It's just hypocritical how the left is crying right-wing radicals when there are left-wing YouTubers radicalizing viewers and calling for violence. In a video game. In a video game. In a video game. In Minecraft. In Minecraft. Thank you. I, I very much appreciate that. Cool. I added the individual video and game And I agree. Part. Yes, they said in a video game. Of course. Yeah. Ryan Ball says, the longer I look at Facebook and the mainstream media, the more I feel like one of the dolphins from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, silently observing the silly humans unaware of their impending doom. So long and thanks for all the fish. It's a great, it's a great oh, it's book slash movie, right? I love that. Mm. Yes. Let's see. Ungoliant says back then being dishonored was a fate worse than death. Honor was as important as life. Yes. Now this would be called your rep, but people lie, cheat and steal and get away with it. Life goes on and people still vote for them. Yeah. Well, because here's the thing. It's not as if they valued life less at that point in history. They just valued themselves less. Yes. Now we all put ourselves first. Garhent says, please, please, Seamus, do Gwen Stefani's Holla Back Girl, but replace it with Jen Psaki doing Circle Back Girl. I mean, it's perfect <laughs> for spoofing. Like oh, my goodness. That is hysterical. I'm, I'm actually really strongly considering that. That's Circle awesome. Back music, Girl. Here's the thing. Music videos are much more difficult and expensive and time consuming oh, to make yeah. than the regular cartoons. And that's not why I don't want to do it. The reason I don't want to do it is because it, it might take so long that by the time it's done, that wouldn't be relevant anymore. But I think that's really funny. If there's a way to pull it off, I want to figure it out. I All right. Like here's the best super chat ever. That. Eric Miller says, pacifist Tim Pool trying to be Avatar Aang, uniting the parties to fight the corruption while not being on a side. Tulsi fighting the corruption in her own party like Zuko. Man, that show was awesome. <laughs> yes. Uh, do you guys know what show that is? Yes. The, the Last, the last Airbender. Airbender. Yeah. yeah. That was a really great show. It's too, it's too bad. Uh, Legend of Korra was okay. It's nowhere near as good as, as the, the original. But I, I, like, I, I like Legend of Korra. It was fun. Jeffrey Perrine says, Biden does have a low-key blurred halo in photos. I'll find some and send them to your uh, Spin the UFO Gmail. I wrote last month. I can prove the Bible. I've been building a case. Will also be emailed. Interesting. Biden has those. a halo? I've seen those pictures. Well, so the media is constantly telling me he's a devout Catholic, despite the fact that he doesn't know there's practicing. Uh, uh, so but. they have the office of the president over behind him. Mm -hmm. And in his photos, the photographer lines it up so you see the golden ring around yeah, the like side. Light and everything. It's not a religion, though. No, no, no. no. Yeah, <laughs> it's not. David Merwin says, Tim, you rock. Woo. Thank you very much. Great Kay turn. says, Tim, please look into these grifters. Uh, I don't want to, I'm not going to name them. All the boomers that Trump, that, that, uh, that, all the boomers that Trump's still prez that think he is. Oh. Mm. Yeah. There are a lot of people claiming that Trump is still secretly president. Well, don't and you I'm know, like, Tim, we're all going to know soon. Trump yeah. literally, yeah, soon. They keep, soon. they keep pushing it off another couple yeah, like days. A week? It's like, dude, <laughs> give it more time than that. Be like, all right, next year. After like the third time I said, like, in a week, I'd be like, okay, it's actually going to be a year, you guys. It's Five actually, years. it's actually, they're never going to tell you. Just trust the plan. <laughs> yeah. Just believe me. Just go there with you it. There you go. Andrew Lance says, hey, Seamus, thank you. Your conservatively libertarian Catholic worldview best, view best reflects my own views. 
You, in part, helped renew my faith. In oh, October, wow. I'm getting married and plan on having lots of Catholic babies. That's how we will, That's how we win the culture. God bless you. That makes it all worth it. Yep. Really. God bless you. Blave Kaiser says, I agree, Ian. The president doesn't matter. After all, he is just a temporary employee. Pretty sure a general said that on ancient aliens or something. Huh. That I mean, true. It, it, there, there's, it, we've, we've brought this point up before, though, that the, the, the presidency controls the president for the most part. They get an office and they say, here's the, here's the folder. And they open it and go, oh, damn. And then they're like, I guess I can only do what, uh, you know, we have to do. Trump, on the other hand, was like, no. And he like throws it out and he's like, I'm president. I'm going to do what I want. And they're like, but look at this war. And he's like, no. He did what he want and they didn't like it. Jim Jam says, what are your thoughts about this news about the National Guard that are still being sent to D.C. to root out racism, white supremacy and disinformation? I didn't hear that. Is that true? I didn't hear that either. Yeah, I don't know. Not cool. I will look into it. Sword and Scale says, Tim, did you see the DeSantis press conference today? And do you think anything will come out of Florida's war against Silicon Valley oligarchs? I didn't see it. I heard a little bit about it, but I'm not confident anything will happen because there was actually I think it was in Texas. They, uh, maybe not Texas, but there were some states that filed at the state level to make censorship, like social media censorship, not allowed, and they didn't go anywhere. But uh, shout out to Sword and Scale. It's, it's like one of the biggest podcasts in the world, isn't it? Sword, it's like a crime uh, podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thanks for the super chat. Xavier says, I am a gorilla. Thank you for all you guys do. Been watching you for at least five years now. Would love if you could shout out my band's new single, Sleeping by Cascara. It's progressive metal. Well, there you go. Sleeping by C-A-S-C-A-R-A. I hope I pronounced it right. And uh, let me see if the, you know what? Let me make sure I get the I Am A Gorilla oh, right there snap. t-shirt. Oh, if you guys it. want your exclusive I Am A Gorilla t-shirt, you can go to TimCast.com, click shop, and boom, there it is. And uh, a lot of people got the misprinted one where his hands were white and his face was darkened. Uh-huh. I did. But they fixed it. So thank you, Teespring, for fixing the problem. All right, let's let's move on. Mr. Roach says, Hel- oh, it just jumped on me. Thanks, YouTube. I love it when they do that. YouTube has this thing where it doesn't load all at once, and then it loads, and then I got to spend 20 minutes trying to figure out where it went. Mr. Roach says, hello, Beanie Lord and the, and the parking lot rebel. I listen to you every day and decided to get my very own subscription to your site. I'm a regular guy from Ohio and play in a band called Someday Saturday. What is your advice on creating good culture? Being in a band yeah. and writing music and um, put, putting it on social media and you know, to the best of your abilities. Lead by example and don't let feel fear rule your life. And I like that parking lot rabble. Yeah. I'll be taking that, st- stealing that. Thank you. There you I go. Ryan says, Luke, Tim, serious question. Ever a story in which government justified in using underhanded tactics? Any justified covert ops? Thanks for all you do. God bless. I mean, wasn't like raiding Ob- bin Laden covert? Well, it depends what, which version of the story you want to believe since the government came out with many different versions of them. The one where he uh, used his wife as a human shield. Oh, yeah, and then they yeah. were like, oh, actually, that didn't happen. Exactly. Or, or, there's so many like misnomers about that story. So I don't know what to make of it. Uh, but um, I'm going to have to do some research on that because, um, again, when everything's done in darkness, there's a lot of potential for it being done wrong. So that's the biggest issue that I think still needs to be addressed. Yeah. Eric Miller says, third Super Chat. I was wondering if anyone ever thought about creating a video stockpile website for news. A journalist can post a video on it and charge small fee and an independent channel can buy it. It's called, uh, it was originally called Corbis. Now Gallup does this, but it's been around for like a hundred years. Well, not that long, but uh, I, I, no, no, no. Did I say Gallup? I mean, Getty, not Gallup. Yeah, Gallup is the polling institute. Yeah. yeah, Getty. So Getty takes photos and videos and I think they recently, they bought Corbis and I'm pretty sure they also do video and a lot of journalists do this. 
They upload their videos and photos, and then people pay like 25 to 50 bucks to buy the rights to it. Here's the crazy thing. Some people's whole job is they just travel the world and they film scenic places. They'll put a camera up on by, by like a lake in a mountain and just film for like three hours. And then they'll put the footage on a website and say this footage is available for, you know, 25 bucks per oh. license. And they make tens of thousands of dollars off the one video because movies and documentaries and commercials want to use a small portion of it. It's crazy. So there was one I saw where someone filmed like fireworks in Japan and ended up making like a million bucks. That's all they did. They brought a really nice camera out, got cinematic quality, put it up and said 25 bucks per use. And it was just fireworks, but it was so generic and easy to use. They made like a million plus dollars. I was talking to one of these executives who runs one of these companies who told me about it. And there was one person who randomly stumbled upon uh, Steven Tyler and took a photo of him. And it was like the only photo of him at a certain point or something. And they put it on a site and it sold for like millions of dollars. So that stuff exists. There you go. Yeah, I mean, some movie, con- uh, you know, movie companies contacted me, and uh, my stuff was even in some movies. You know, yeah. the wild. You know, I sold. I, I I sold to uh, what channel was it? It may have been National Geographic. I'm not sure. This was during Hurricane Hurricane Sandy in New York. I was out filming the flooding and everything, and then they 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 uh, some company bought a license to the footage. But that's because I saw it on YouTube. Thumb Ugly says eighth attempt because YouTube. Learn a trade, stock up, and lids for ambivalent dictator. <laughs> I give up on original comment attempts. I'll join your site. Haha. There's a comment section. So if you want to comment, a lot of people, you know, if you go to the members area, you'll just see the content. But if you actually click the title or on the front page, click it, you'll see the comment section. And that you can comment on if you're a member. And so then people can have these conversations. Christian B says, Tim sucks. Freedom Tunes is the best. JK, oh. love you guys. I don't know. Freedom Tunes is pretty well, good. I don't know what he was joking true. about. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. Thank you. Liam, Tim, Tim rocks. Yeah. Liam Mason says, can you give a British shout out to Captain Sir Tom Moore, yes. who sadly passed today at 100 years old? He raised 32 million for the NHS last year and inspired a nation in these dark times. OG. Keep up the great work. OG. He was respect. a World War II vet. Yeah. Brendan Sweeney says, do you think Tim Dillon would make a good president? Tim Dillon, 2024. I like that idea. I've met him before. Uh, He's he's a funny guy. Zombie Tanker 19K says Dan Crenshaw 2024. Uh, (laughs) uh, Uh, You know he gets ragged on a lot by a lot of people, and I don't agree with him a lot of things. But I do I do think he's all right. I disagree with him a lot. I respect the red flag laws, the the pro war stuff. You know, not those are are pretty big issues. Those are serious issues. (laughs) But I don't think he's a bad guy. I think he he genuinely believes it, and I think he'll engage in an honest way, and you'll be like, dude, that's I really disagree with you. But you look at some of these politicians, and they don't even – like, when the, the ones that are pro-war aren't even really pro-war. They're just like, do I get paid? Sure, stamp. Pardon Will says, how much to put my application and CV into Timcast LLC? Um, there is no such thing, um, and I don't know. Uh, well, it doesn't cost money to do it, but people email that stuff all the time. And man, it's it's really hard because I mentioned this before. Uh, we 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 had a really difficult time with all of the membership signups we got for TimCast.com, and the site is only a few weeks old. We're redoing the format. We're expanding the amount of content we produce. We're probably going to be making multiple websites, hiring a hundred people, doing more shows, and expanding and becoming an actual large network. And the only thing stopping us is time. Thanks to all the people who have signed up, we're now in a position where we can actually start growing and expanding in a very powerful way. So go to TimCast.com, become a member, but we're definitely going to be hiring as well. Gunstar1 says, would you have Jimmy Dore on your show anytime? The issue is traveling, dudes in California, but uh, Jimmy's awesome. And uh, I told the story before, we're from the exact same place. No joke. Like (laughs) Same street? uh, So he's way older than I am, but we, we when I was like a little kid, 
and he was in his 20s, I think. I don't know. We lived within like two or three blocks of each other. It was crazy. When I, when I first actually met him in person, you know, I was like, I'm from Chicago. And he's like, oh, no kidding. Me too. Where at? And I was like, Midway area. And he goes, get out of here. Where at? And I was like, by Vidum Park. And he goes, I lived right next to it. And I was like, get out of here, dude. That's crazy. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's where we lived when I was place. a little kid. Were you there? I know, right, Midway right, right, right. Yeah, yep. me, you, and Jimmy Dore. <laughs> well, were you there when Jimmy Dore? I was there when Jimmy when Dore spit on Alex Jones. Jones? <laughs> yes. Okay, yeah, we were there. Gosh. And we were just sitting oh, there horrible. watching the whole thing. We're like, my goodness, what's going on here? We saw <laughs> Alex Jones because we were hanging out. I forgot who we were hanging out we with. We were hanging out with another. Yeah, we were at the RNC but we were hanging out with another news group and we saw Alex Jones walk by. I was like, oh man, he's going to do something. And the Young Turks were filming <laughs> he there. He certainly did. Stephen Colbert had a oh. Roomba with a live camera there and uh, yeah, then uh, there was a lot of fireworks. Huh. Sword and Scale says, I just paid AP to publish a press release about Tim Pool announcing she's trans. Please announce this since <laughs> oh I paid for it. That's Thank crazy. The I'm a- very proud of you. So I, she, I thought the AP was a news organization. It is. And but they are willing to just take money from anybody and post. That's what anything. the media does. <laughs> Ian, that's the mainstream media. Is that's it, the definition news, of them. Is like AP NewsGuarded. Uh, of course, of but, course. But they'll post but, junk. But they straight up said this is a paid press release. Do, do, or do news organizations do that on the regular? Duh. Yes. <laughs> how can you be? How can you Dude, be like a? a do you know a, what an advert- justifiable news organization? Ian just got red pilled, press- you guys. <laughs> do you know yeah. what? Yeah. This is do you know what an advertorial is? Negative. Oh my God. Advertorial. It's a brilliant, right? It's where news organizations write favorable articles for companies and make it look like a regular a news article. Yeah. Advertorial, like editorial and advertisement combined. So you'll go to a website and uh, I think BuzzFeed is all the time. It'll be like, these are the best dish sets you'll ever use. And you'll read it. And then at the bottom and fine princess, this is an advertisement yeah. paid for. And it looks like a normal article. So I could yeah. be like, hey, AP, yeah. here's an article that says Tim Pool stinks. I pay a bunch of money. Would, would they post that? Yes, but it says at the top, this is a paid yeah. post by this organization. NBC News did a whole segment literally promoting tequila. It was disgusting the way they were doing it. It looked like a total news segment. It was on Twitter, but it was like, yeah, it was so refreshing yep. and good. This, uh, I'm like, I, mean, I get, you know, you know what I get a lot? I get people saying, would you interview my company? And I say, I think your company is interesting, but no. Then they say, can we pay you? to do an interview with the CEO of this company to help promote his product. And I'm like, no, like that's not interesting to anybody. And I would rather just sleep all day than take money <laughs> to just interview a guy so he can promote his company. Yeah. You know what I mean? I won't, I won't do it. But we, we've, we have people on who promote their companies like Seamus. Go to Freedom Tunes, YouTube.com slash Freedom Tunes, you guys. But it's because Seamus <laughs> produces culturally relevant content and he has a channel. Thank you. And, he's a and so we definitely have people on who promote their stuff, promote their books. But there are companies that aren't culturally culturally relevant. They'll like, you know, we make, uh, um, you know, rulers that are the best rulers for drawing pictures. Can we come on your show and we'll pay you? And I'm like, no. Like, dude, if you want to do a sponsor spot, we can talk about a sponsor spot. And I can promote rulers if I think the ruler is actually good. But some people actually want to have the show. And I'm like, that's a lot of companies do it. A lot of companies do it. You, you People don't realize this. You might see an interview on TV. And it's a guy talking about a very important product or something. And, 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 they're, and, and they're paying the company to have him on the show. CNN does stuff like this all the time where they actually run shows that are paid for by governments, by companies. Like they did one called Bahrain Business Friendly. And it was heavily criticized. Glenn Greenwald's criticizing it. Where basically Bahrain paid to publish favorable coverage of Bahrain as kind of a news segment that promoted the country's tourism. Meanwhile, there was like riots going on and pe- it was during the Arab Spring. So they were heavily criti- criticized for it. 
There you go. That's what media and does. They'll be like something, something, something. Fake news. By the way, this is paid advertisement. Yeah, <laughs> they do it well. It's like Sometimes saying, I'm going to murder say, that person this is the thing. in a video game. Like, if they do it, yes. and it, I mean, and they say it, I mean, there's an argument to be made there, but a lot of these people do it, and don't, they don't even say but it. What if I was like, I don't believe this, but, and then gave you, like, violent instructions to go kill people? There, there was a, you ever I, see, you ever see But show? I said I didn't believe it before. You ever see the show, the, that's like the whitest guys you know, I think it's called? No. The whitest kids yes, you know? Yes, I remember that. Yes, this is, I remember this. He He's explains. Like, don't do this. This is a way you could. He explains yeah. how to attack the White House. Yes. <laughs> and then he's very, it's, it was hilarious, and I can't believe they did it. He's like, you could tell My lawyers have informed me that I can't <laughs> tell you to go to the White House and look at, and, 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 and go in this direction, and uh, now I can't tell you. To then, mm-hmm. it w- I was like, "That's crazy." Yeah, dude, is crazy. All right, let's see. Uh, Ryan Cronin says, "Ian for president." J.K. That would be nuts, but Ian's okay. Would be your first would directive. Would be your first. Yeah, executive Joe, Joe order. Biden has forty-three executive yeah. orders. Yeah. Yeah. What would be your first two weeks? What's your first executive order as president, Ian? Uh, well, I don't know how much power I would have, but I would you like could, to... You could sign into law, whatever you want. It's an executive order. I would like to audit the Federal Reserve. I love it. Start. Send in the FBI to just storm the building. Yes. You know what mine would be? It would be that from now on, cilantro, fennel, anise, yes. caraway, uh, yes, those, and, and coriander, I guess, but that's basically the same thing as cilantro. Those are now Schedule 1. I back this completely. Uh-oh. 100%. Yep. All no. of those gone. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm gonna yeah, make those. you a fennel coriander cilantro <laughs> dish. Yeah, he'd love that. Dip, love it. Ugh. David Phillips says, "Are you afraid to talk about election fraud due to your channel being shut down?" No, because uh, we talk about it a lot. We we've talked about it a whole lot. I've done like a month's worth of content on it. I don't know what else to say. I don't know. But it's just we're at this point where it's like, what do we do? What do we talk about? Well, Media Matters tried smearing us. That was really funny. That was fun. What, they, what did Media Matters say? Do you remember when Media Matters... So, me- so Jack Murphy is on the show. Yeah. And he said, Donald Trump gave concrete examples of voter fraud. Think, you know, Matt Brennan stuff. Like, you know, that's what, that was his, his comment. Media Matters claimed that we were pushing the, 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 the theories simply because Jack Murphy said Donald Trump said. Isn't that insane? What? Donald Trump said a thing. Aha, you pushed it. No, we didn't. We referenced Trump said it. You did the same thing when you referenced we said it. I'm just Are you pushing Jack. it? And the best part was they claimed that our, that our videos were demonetized. Never happened. They were like all of these videos. So they, they referenced five videos. Four of them got removed because they were like very serious claims <laughs> about fraud. And ours was like Donald Trump said a thing. And they tried smearing us. So YouTube was like, what? What what is it like? This is fine. Like they didn't do anything. So media matters. Like four of the five videos were removed. All had their ads removed. Our ads weren't removed. Nope. Tim, we don't didn't tell do them anything. that. Don't yeah. tell them. That they're going to keep coming I, I, for I you. I demanded a don't retraction. No, I, I, I emailed them and demanded a retraction, and they didn't do it. No, and then I and then I followed right. up saying I'd like a retraction, and they still didn't do it. Yeah. Because what happens now is another article come out and being like Tim Pool, whose videos have been you know stricken down by YouTube in the past for rule violations. That's what they do. <laughs> it just means you're making interesting content. That's right. It's just, but, but it was not true. Our ads were not removed. Uh, the, 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 On the, any video ever? We've had, had we've, so, yeah, exactly. Yes, but yeah. They, were, they were saying oh, that yeah. we got in trouble with YouTube or something. Yeah. YouTube, YouTube did not punish us in, in any way. The video was fully monetized. The podcast was fully monetized. We didn't have any issues. It's got, it's got a quarter of a million views. All, all, all that happened was Jack Murphy was like, Donald Trump said this. And they were like, <gasps> they got to be careful with that. I'm so disappointed with, with Jack, with Jack Murphy, the other Illinois know. boys. If you I go know. around and say spreading. like a company's losing money and they're not, that's dangerous. That's like libel or something. It's, it's, yeah, that, I think that's an interesting. I don't know if it's libel, but that is like, that is a concrete thing to reference. I mean, that, that is easily provable or disprovable. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's not just a matter of opinion. What they Whatever. said is literally not true. The, the, the podcast never had its, its ads taken away. 
And so I emailed them like, yo, what's up with this? And I, yeah. I think if you state that a company is losing revenue, that's like a, that's like a crime. Well, they said YouTube has removed ads from the videos we named. It, that indicating that the company is losing revenue. Maybe there's yeah, some kind of like semantic argument, but they ignored it anyway. I don't care. Whatever. Well, like, you know, they, 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 for no reason, they included our show in the smear. And the other videos did get removed because they were saying very bold claims and making hard assertions that we don't make. Even when we had Matt Brainerd on the show, Matt Brainerd didn't make any definitive statements. He talked about what he's seen, what his evidence is, and what he would like to see, you know, in court. Mm-hmm. And we, was, there you go. I agree. These other channels are like making definitive statements and they got taken down. Why include us in that? I even emailed being like, none of what you've accused of these other channels pertains to us in any way. We actually agree with what you said in terms of, you know, like, Voter fraud exists. It's not Bill Barr said this and we haven't had adjudication. I'm like, what's the problem? They just they, they just want to go after everybody and whatever. I, de- I don't want, I don't care to talk about it. It's, you know, whatever. Demolisher says, hi to Seamus. Hello. I named my son Seamus. Don't hear it every day. Best name ever. God bless you. Good. I'm glad. Indeed. It's a good name. Um, I My condolences to your children, though. It's a rough one. It's a rough one to have to wear every day. People mispronounce oh. it all the time. I consider that to be a microaggression. Indeed. I read an article about how it is a, it is a, a mark of privilege to not have your name mispronounced. I was like, at least I got one. I know, at right? At least I have one impression <laughs> Seamus Cog- Coughlin. Yeah, Coughlin. Coughlin. The worst I ever yeah. got was Seamstress Coughlin at a, a video <laughs> festival in high school. I, I had a friend I named Sean. Yeah. I had a friend named Sean in grade school, and one substitute teacher called him Seen. Seen, yeah. And I was just like... I He's was, not here to be seen. seen. Yeah. But as like a little kid, I'm like, did you not know that's how you say Sean? Yeah. Like, I'm a little kid and I knew that. Yeah. Like, uh, whatever, you, man. It was, yeah, that Seen. was rough. All right, here we go. Uh, Vosh says, no anise, no peace. <laughs> no. Delicious Honey says, thanks, Tim, for an awesome show. It's always entertaining and informative. Thank you. Heather Corin says, coriander is cilantro, FYI. Yeah. Also, please know I will lose my mind. I need pho, salsa, guacamole, etc. You know what You know what the best guacamole is? We, I used to get this made all the time. You go to these places, and they make the guacamole in front of you. No cilantro. Extra lemon, uh, lemon juice, lemon juice, lime juice. Yeah. Extra lime juice, extra onion, no cilantro. I think you're missing out on the cilantro. No, No, I think it's disgusting. It's amazing. So coriander is the plant that the cilantro leaf grows on? Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like the stem parts and then coriander. That's why I said it's basically the same thing. There is actually a gene that makes some people think that cilantro tastes like soap. I do not have that. It does taste like. Excuse me? Yeah. It it doesn't taste good. It's medicine, but you got to like trick your body into starting to crave it. I don't think cilantro tastes like soap. I've never understood it. I think cilantro is overpowering and it tastes bad. I don't like it. Yeah. It's like medicine. I don't know. People like it. I don't. So good for you. Dan Murphy says, you just lost support. Your spice supremacy sucks. (laughs) (laughs) Like basil's pretty good. Oh, garlic. These are great. Garlic on everything. Top. What's your like? Is it one of your top? Garlic? Yeah. I will put garlic on a pancake. <laughs> I've seen him do it. He has. He wants to keep the vampires yeah, away. Totally yeah, right. he's making all these daywalker you analogies. Eat it raw is it garlic. Yeah, it's intense. No, but you know what I love doing is when you make a pizza, you put whole cloves on it. Oh yeah, and bake it, mm. and then they become soft, and they just oh garlic. Garlic's the best. Yeah, ro- you can roast garlic. You take a full clove yep. of garlic, you slice off the top part, and then you just put it on pans, and then when it comes out, you squeeze them out of their their shell basically, and you have this soft garlicky yeah. goo. It's garlic. Really uh, actually, you know what? Mandatory garlic. Yes. Second executive order. <laughs> Everybody gets garlic. garlic. Again, they come to your you house. Do you have to fight the vampires? We're ending the pandemic. Yes. Government yes. garlic. Yes. Garlic for everyone. Garlic, just there you go. Yep. And it's good. It's good for you. Yeah, it is. Skyrim ninety six says you guys should have your should have up church on your show. He's like Tom McDonald, but he's at the forefront of country rap and will go down in music history. Interesting. Yeah, interesting. All right. Let's see. We'll just do a couple more here. William J.S. says, having Luke, a.k.a. Uncle Eddie, on the show as a regular always brings the show to a higher level. Great job, Tim Pool team. Don't say that. You're making it, making his head big. 
Um, I, what, uh, he, he demanded. Thank like, you very much. He demanded a bowl that. of of That's only green M and M's. Yeah, he did. I I he totally did. <laughs> at, you know, at least at least I'll get to eat. Dude, you know, he said, you, he said I, the I, last time I had I was here, some of them had W's on them. So I'll tell you an interesting right. story. Yeah. <laughs> some of the W's. I'll tell you an interesting story. So that whole idea that rock stars demand crazy things because they're egotistical mm-hmm. is a myth. Hmm? It started because I can't remember the name of the band, but you guys probably listening might know this. This band, uh, very famous one. I can't remember which one had in their contract for their for their you know tour right somewhere in the bed in the middle was that a bowl of m&ms with no breath with all the brown m&ms removed will be made available for the band and a lot of people in the media saw that and thought it was that this band is egotistical and demanding and it makes no sense the reality was apparently the band had been playing on stage and the stage collapsed and they were like people got injured and so the idea was put something in the contract that's seemingly nonsensical because if they don't do it, it means they didn't read your contract. Oh, wow. That oh, is fascinating. If they show up and saw the M&Ms weren't there, it wasn't that they wanted M&Ms. It was that if they skimped on something as dumb as picking out M&Ms, what did they also skimp out on? Supports for the stage, supports for the audience, lights, mm. fire extinguishers. They're in, um, partly to explain why they, they have these weird riders sometimes is because when you're a performer, your body is a tool. You're using your body like a tool to have a very specific task like making a sound that's very challenging for the human body to make and if it isn't in the right you know mindset or or physical place it's hard to make that sound and then the the production suffers so you might want like no aspartame no you know i want just just salmon on my and uh thanks for the shout out we'll see what happens uh alternative jk says after noticing both you and luke have a habit of mispronouncing things you should make a shirt that says potato Pot, uh, pot tot toe you get the idea I'll, potato, I'd potato. be open to yeah. help design the shirt as well well I'm really bad with pronouncing names I love it that's Cheer about it, it. I but just Luke, scream through them no Luke it's doesn't bad. mispronounce <laughs> words Luke accidentally chooses similar sounding words yeah it happens like fraudulent yeah. slip instead of yeah. Freudian slip okay in Luke's defense English is not his first language yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. thank, thank you, you Lydia yeah. and also Luke's, Luke's bringing the fire on plenty of other yeah, issues yeah I mean yeah <laughs> give him a break yeah Jan Stankowicz says Luke, do you ship your shirts internationally? By the way, I believe Luke is Lukas in Polish, pronounced Wukash. Freedom Tunes is my fave guest on Timcast. That's oh, thank what it you. is in the Polish Bible. Uh, and uh, some of the stuff is shippable internationally, but a lot of the stuff <clears throat> is getting banned. I never wanted to have limited supplies of shirts, but but they're forcing me to do so because they're taking so many of them down. Some of them do ship internationally. Some of them don't. You have to go on uh, the best po- uh, the shirts.com to find out. Ladies and gentlemen, go to TimCast.com, shop, click shop, and you can see the I Am A Gorilla t-shirt. Some have asked about the I am a gorilla love yourself shirt. We are working on this. We also have a shirt for, for Ian coming soon. Oh, I saw, I saw a preview. It'll be fun. And we're, and we're working on one for, for Luke about, you know, mispronouncing we, words. We or might have to get some copyright in there, get yeah. some contract. Uh, All right. We'll figure that. it out. We'll or, or we just won't do it. You know, whatever. But uh, <laughs> go to tbs.com, become a member because we are going to, after this wraps up, we're going to record a bonus episode for all of you members about life after death yes. and religion and philosophy and have probably a very interesting and, and fun conversation that uh, I guess wouldn't fit because we've probably gone for a really long time. So go to tbs.com, become a member. We're going to record right after this, which is very soon. Come back tomorrow night live at 8 p.m. Well, we will be here and we'll be doing the show once again. You can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Minds at TimCast. My other YouTube channels are YouTube.com slash TimCast, YouTube.com slash TimCast News. If you're listening on the podcast, like iTunes or Spotify, leave us a good review. Share the, share the podcast. Help us grow. And uh, Seamus, 
you also produce things that people can watch. Yes, uh, I make cartoons. Uh, so if you want to check out youtube.com slash freedom tunes and watch those, they're a lot of fun to make. We make uh, at least one a week, sometimes two a week. And we've been expanding and growing, and that's fantastic. But uh, because we have to crank out these shorter videos, sometimes even when they are monetized, we don't pull a whole lot of money out of them. So if you want to help us create more and you like them, you can also check out patreon.com slash freedom tunes. I am the parking lot rabble yes. and also an independent journalist. And if you want to be involved with what I do, you can on wearechange.org forward slash donate. Today, I'm also wearing another We Are Change exclusive t-shirt. It's that censored. is a pie chart and is censored with green tape. Uh, <laughs> and it says uh, in a family-friendly way, ish, you know, which is represented here, ish, you know, you don't know, and then... In the bottom here, ish, you don't know, you don't know, which is the larger pie <laughs> and we'll, and we'll representation actually, here. It's the universe. It's amazing. Exactly. Yeah. So if you want one of those, you can on thebestpoliticalshirts.com. Thank you again so much for uh, supporting me. And you can follow all of my paid advertisements on the AP. <laughs> uh, yes, indeed. I'm just kidding about that. I would not do that. Uh, hey, you can follow me on the internet at, at Ian Cross on Twitter, YouTube, and uh, Instagram. Actually, you can uh, follow me on Twitter because I go live during the day, somewhere between 1 and 3 o'clock on Twitch, and where I do a game streaming session and hang out with everybody and chat it up. Well, I'm going to be locking in an exact time. It'll probably be around 2 p.m., but this week it's going to be thereabouts. So follow me on Twitter, and I'll let you know when I go live. Very cool. And I am Sour Patch Lids on Twitter and Minds, and Real Sour Patch Lids on Instagram and Gab. You can follow me there. We'll be back tomorrow at 8 p.m. live, but we're going to have this bonus episode coming up at TimCast.com. So go there, sign up, check it out, and we will see you all then. Bye, guys.